Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hardcore Heroes. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. I'm doing rather well. Yeah. I am past the March 15th deadline, so uh, small businesses and stuff are either extended or filed, and then our next deadline is April 15th, so we got a little bit of breathing room, and uh, that, that makes me happy. Fantastic. <laughs> Can we talk about Sean's Christmas sweater for a moment here? Oh, we oh, need yeah. to. What do we got? Can we get a nice view of this? Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> that's way cooler than I was expecting. <laughs> Where yeah. did you find such a thing? Uh, on Amazon. It's by Numskull. He knits it. Yes. <laughs> by <Sure>. hand. <laughs> it's a real fun street fire. Yep. <laughs> I sheared the sheep and dyed the wool myself. Wow, that's amazing. Nice. Cool. Um, so, where did we leave off last week? What happened last session? Are we not hearing from Nick? Is it my uh, weekly recap? Yeah, I feel like the mage needs the XP the most. Let me think, because it's been a while. I'll do my best. Alright, so... We started off the session with Croak taking a deeper look into the, uh, the crypt of the many halflings of um, Anvil. He roosted around in there, uh, set off a trap, lost an index finger, but managed to get through and steal the, uh, the loot, which was multiple very expensive gems, I believe. And then he managed to be, get out and evade capture from Van and myself from realizing what he'd done. So I think he's kept a lot of loot for himself. So with that resolved, we moved on. Um, found out, I found out from Kel Deidre and the Sheriff of Anvil that there was some bandits meeting that were meant to meet with the wizard that we'd killed previously out in the woods somewhere near an abandoned temple and we should go out and apprehend them. So we hired some mercenaries, Clifford and Reuben, set out along the road to the forest where we um, found the abandoned temple, ventured in inside only to be set upon by necromantic skeletons, which we uh, cleared out some way and then were ambushed to some kind of by the, by the people we were looking for. Croak pulled some fast thinking and managed to get them off our back, made them think that we were the people they were meant to be meeting, and then they set off. We chased them, found their camp, and murdered them in the night, and then went back to Andal. And I think we're heading off to Redport the next day. You make it sound so easy, like there was not a single <laughs> problem with all that. Yep. Like you didn't almost was... die to undead. Yeah, there's some skeletons. Some skeletons. <laughs> some skeletons, you know. No biggie. Yeah. And we almost we didn't get counter ambush at all. We just murdered them in their sleep. No problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They weren't. <laughs> there were some problems along the way, but it you know it all worked out. <laughs> all right. Mark down a hundred experience for that. All right. The light this week, Neil. Just throwing it out there. All right. And uh, let's kick it off. You guys wake up the next day. You are in Anvil. And this morning, your ship leaves for Redport, in theory. Oh, yeah. I forgot we already had that all set up, so it's in the morning. Yep. Well, I spend the morning um, studying and, you know, studying my spell look. Nice. Not for, not for sleep, but for, you know, getting my spells ready. Right, right. You'll still need to do eight hours of study today. Yeah, I'll probably finish. I, what, depending on what time the boat leaves, I'll do some now. And if not, I'll uh, continue on the boat. Sure, sure. 
Oh, and, I received a magical vision from the uh, mystical goddess Reddit. Um, and uh, we got some uh, little rowboats we need to sail. You have you say to sail or sail? Uh, I'm going to be oh. dragging some rowboats down to the docks looking for a sailor who might need some, uh, you know, extra boats on their ship. Mm. Well, you've got long canoes, not quite the same as rowboats. But, I mean, you know. I rowed them and it's a boat, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, you have like an hour before your ship leaves. So let's see if you can find a buyer in an hour. Okay. Uh, what's your charisma score? My charisma is a 13. It's not bad. No. No. You by, by the end of the hour, as everyone's getting on the dock and they're getting on the boat and they're calling, you know, last call, everyone headed to Redport. Uh, you find yourself with two canoes in hand, and no one to buy them. I light them on fire and send them off to sea in, like, a funeral style. <laughs> You're joking, right? Yes. Okay, yes. good. <laughs> Gotta make sure. You never can tell with you guys. Alright. Um, so I guess we're on the docks, then, waiting to board the ship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm standing next to, to Van while Croak is off gallivanting, trying to sell his, his canoes. I'm looking nervously at the boats and out to the sea. Does the sea look calm or is it There's stormy? some nice chop, but it's it's not too bad. The tide's headed out. There's some white caps out there, but it looks manageable. I just clap Malachi on the back and say, Don't worry, I'm sure we won't be caught in another storm. And if we are, we'll just massacre another island of bugbears. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> just make sure that you petition the gods to be on our side this time, Van. I will, though uh, I find they don't often listen to the words of an individual. Yeah, well, There's I can't be doing with another shipwreck. So, everyone hops aboard the ship and makes for Redport, I believe, unless there's any other things to do. No, that sounds about right. Alright. It is not a very long voyage for you guys. It is, let me get take a look at my handy dandy map. It's one, two, two and a half days to Redport. Okay. The winds are fair, the oars are strong, the sea is a little bit rough, but not too bad. Uh, Let's mark off on our calendar another two days. Mm -hmm. And I learned my spell. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Has he failed it, or is he still studying? Still studying. So I do want to talk about that for a moment. Last week, last session, we had agreed that it was going to be D10 days per spell level. I have had time to think about this, and I think that's maybe a little harsh. So I'm going to drop it to D8 days per spell level. And I'll readjust everything accordingly, so it's all fair. You better um, not roll higher. That means he rolled a 9 or a 10 previously. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. So if it were, if we had rolled a four before, um, then it would. I was kidding. Or yeah. okay. anything. We're just gonna proportionately reduce everything. Yeah. If okay. he fails the spell, does it default to the max amount of time? Yes. Okay. Really? Fucking hell. Yeah. So it's the, like you try and learn the spell, and if you can't learn it in eight days, you just can't learn it at all until you level up again. All right. Which might encourage you guys to sit for a while sometime. If Sean's got, or if uh, Nick's got four or five spells he wants to learn, you guys might want to like take a month and chill in a town mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, you arrive in Redport. 
It is early in the morning. Well, late late in the morning, quite a little before early afternoon. You pull in. Redport has this nice big wall around the, the city, but not on the ocean side of it. It has a lighthouse that's 10 stories tall, sitting off the north coast of the town. In fact, why don't we bring up the map of Redport so everyone can see. Oh, nice. That is not the map of Redport. Where is our map? There we go. That should be better. Yes. Um, so do we arrive in the day or at night? You arrive in the day, in the late morning. Um, and Redport is a, a nice little town there. It's very busy. You've got a ton of ships coming in and out. And, uh, Malachi, you would know that Redport is one of the major trade hubs in Arcadia. All the ships coming from far to the east from the other continents come through Redport either to resupply or to drop off their wares. This is a huge bustling town. Uh, population. So this is the place to buy buy stuff. This is the place if you want exotic goods, definitely. Uh, maybe not general day-to-day -day things. Prices can be pretty high since there's so much exotic trade happening here and a lot of people resupply here, so the prices on resupplying can be kind of pricey. Uh, okay. But if you're looking for something exotic, something out there, this is the place to find it. It's mostly human, with a nice smattering of dwarves and halflings, um, and you know, just a few gnomes scattered throughout the mix. All right. Um, yeah, your ship makes dock. You guys depart, each having paid three gold for your journey. And did you bring your horses? No, we sold. No, we them. sold the horses okay. last session. Cool. Perfect. I'm gonna mark off like six gold for like extra meals and stuff. Fair enough. Oh yeah, how much do we mark off for the uh, monthly expenses? Three for the ships and everything. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, tell me, Malachi. Uh, this is. Have you heard where your where your father's crew stays here, or where? He, I'm sure he has a place that uh, he he stops by. Perhaps we could find our. Uh, are a safe haven there and perhaps maybe not pay so much out of pocket as staying at an inn. Well, hopefully we aren't too late. We did we did go through quite the long detour. He said he would follow a few days, maybe a week after us anyway, so if the stars align right, perhaps he's just made it here recently. He said okay. uh, we'd meet him at the Hobgoblin Head Inn, which is somewhat ironic. <laughs> it is indeed. It is indeed. So, Neil, I look around the harbor, do I see my father's ship? Mm, it's a pretty big dock. It's going to take you a little while of searching it to find it, but you can okay. absolutely do that if you'd like. Well, it's probably quicker to just go to the inn. Okay. So I guess um, if, we, if we're if we here and we've walked off the, the boat, mm -hmm. I'll go and um, grab a passing-by person and say, Sir, you take me to the Hobgoblin's Heads Inn? He nods and points up out of the dock. Uh, out of that big harbor area, up the the stairwells, because the, the harbor is kind of sunk down below the rest of the town. There's a, a nice ten foot rise with lots of stairs leading up to the main city or the main town. And he points up one of the stairs and says, "Take that road in about you know, thousand feet. It's on your right side." The, how rich does this guy look? Uh, he looks just like a grungy sailor. So I get like three silver coins and like throw them on the floor behind me and walk off. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Van follow me, man. Looks down at the coins and just picks them up and hands them to the guy. 
<laughs> the guy nods and gives you a slight bow and continues on his way. All right. Well, looks like we found the, uh, the place. Let's go. And I head up the stairs and follow the man's directions. Cool. It takes you not too long until you come across a place called the Hobgoblin's Head. Hobgoblin Head. What's it look like? It's kind of a... It's a... Surprisingly nice for a place called the Hobgoblin's Head, actually. Um, it's a two-story building. It's made out of wood. It's got a nice red, uh, fresh coat of paint on it. And outside, dangling from a spike, is a stuffed Hobgoblin's Head. <laughs> that takes me back. You made a horrible mistake making it wood. It's going to burn down within a week. <laughs> <laughs> Seems my father has quite good taste. Shall we... Uh... Go in. I. All right, I head in. Okay. You guys step into the inn. There is a busy crowd going on around here in the common room. You know, this is not a, a tavern, so it's not quite like an actual bar. It's just a, a smaller common room, but there seems to be a lot of commotion going on. There's a bunch of people hanging out, chatting, all standing up, talking with each other quite quickly. The innkeeper, who is a gnome, uh, hops up on his little stool, standing over the desk, and goes, Why, hello there! Hello. Good day. Are you looking for a place to rest your hair? Um, perhaps. Um, I'm looking for my father. His name is Jarrant. And I describe him. He's uh, about this big, broad man, quite old. My uh, pale skin. Happen you've seen him. Should be running a crew of a dozen men. Hmm. Men, men, dozen men in this den. Hmm. What was his name once more? Jarrett. Jarrett, Jarrett. He's one of those errant sort of men. Yes? I'd rather you keep your opinions to yourself. Uh, of course, of course, my good sir. Um, well, I, I don't mean to lure you with free, false pretenses. I believe this man to be not here right now. Hmm. Well, if you see him, tell him that Malachi was looking for him. He gives you a smile and a wave. And sits back, back down. As he passed by recently. I do not seem to recall anyone by this name. Although there are so many people here, it's hard to keep up with that game. Uh, if you'd like oh. to sit around and wait... You might find him. He could come and sit here. Yes, yes. Turn away from I am quite famished. Do you serve a good meal? Uh, we have a nice stew. Would you like one or two? I said, give me three of them. Ooh. He <laughs> hops off his little stool and runs into another room, and you can hear clamoring back there. Uh, and he comes ben, back out. Then claps Crook on the shoulder like, so nice of you to pu to pay for us. Wait, for, for, for us? I, that, that's for me. <laughs> uh, I, I suppose, yeah, 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 I suppose I'll give you one each. Look, uh, you two enjoy your food. I'm going to head back to the docks and see if I can find a ship. I'll be back later. If he turns Very up, well. say something. All right. Be careful out there, Malachi. Okay. Uh, I'm sure I'll be fine. I walk out back to the dock. Alright, as you're walking out down towards the docks, you actually see your father and his men coming up the street towards you. By uh, the stars, father! 
Malachi! You're here! What good timing. Have you just arrived? Uh, he hurries up his pace and embraces you. He goes, no, we, we've been here for a little while. Quickly, you need to get out of the streets. And he takes you by your arm around your shoulder and ducks you back into the hobgoblin's head. Oh, father, what's wrong? It's good to see you back on your feet. Oh, I've never been better. Never been better, my son. Uh, I don't know how to break this to you, but there is a bounty out for you and your friends. Shit. Um, <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. It's how 50 much? gold Fifty gold taken alive. Uh, Five gold taken dead. Almost insulted, really. Well, you're just wanted for questioning. From who? Oh. Uh, Countess Valmont. Baroness sure. Valmont. Well, you know, I wasn't planning to come back anytime soon, anyway. He nods. The bounty extends to Redport? The bounty is really only valid in, in Shirebrook, but you know, anyone could take you and... I well, mean, I bounty hunters you, aren't uh, the most honorable folk, if you know what I mean. I appreciate you looking out for his father, but uh, to the matter at hand, please, should we have a drink, some food? I've been, I've just set foot off the boat. Yes, yes, I, I have to go find Rosa first. Here, why don't you have a drink with Delta while, while I go find Rosa? I, I, I haven't seen her in ages. Rosa, is this your mistress? Girlfriend, son, girlfriend. Very well, okay. Well, uh, I'll be at the Hobgoblin's head. Make sure you, uh, you step by tonight. Mm-hmm. Sure, well, maybe. I'll, I'll see you tomorrow morning for sure. Or at least tomorrow afternoon. I don't know. And he hurries off. Is he, was he with anyone else? He was with his first mate and a few of his crewmen. Um, so Delta is here with you as well. He shakes his rather large head with a heavy sigh and goes, That man, love struck as a schoolboy. This Rosa, is she the um, is she the cause of these troubles with Hitchens? I don't think so, no. He's... I think that's unrelated. Uh, by the way, Hitchens is, is dead. Oh. We got word when we came in. Uh, his body was found about a week ago. <laughs> and he... Did it seem like he was wasting away? No, no. Dagger in the back. Mm. Maybe whoever was after my father was after Hitchens as well. Though. Maybe. It seems a bit... Uh, the manner of their deaths are a bit different here. Or I guess yes. almost death in the case of your father. Where was his body I found? I imagine someone to use a dagger in the back. Yes, yes. Uh, I think they found his body just floating in the harbor. It could very well have just been a... He ran afoul of a sailor. Yeah. Could, could have be. been a local scuffle. These things happen. Well, was there's Hitchens two ways. A, uh, was Hitchens a wealthy man, or was he of the same ilk as a, a sailor? Like, he would is... he have been traveling through the docks? No, no, he's a merchant here in town. Has a, a little shop down by the harbor. Little tent. Hmm. It's okay. We, we've got new goods to pick up. Would there anyone else around here know the um, the intricacies of the deal between Hitchens and my father? I would. What is it they were... What was the deal about? Well, we normally sell to Hitchens some silks and whiskeys and things of that like. 
but last time we were around, he wouldn't have any of it. Refused to... Refused our reasonable prices. Uh, we didn't want to change our relationship with him by giving him too good of a deal, so we moved on and found a guy named Boren. Uh, he bought them for a good price. And that's uh, because you went to Boren, that's why Hitchens was so angry? Uh, he was angry beforehand. He really was having... You ever see someone and they're just really pissed off, like they're having a bad day? It can be hard to talk with them. That's what he was like when we last saw him. Really angry. Yelling up and down. You know, wouldn't have it for this price. Demanded a higher price. Couldn't go for it. Well, I don't know what you guys think, but judging from this story, I don't think that Hitchens poisoned my father. I don't believe Sounds so. like I think he was having a bad day. I think he was arguing with everyone. Movie. Yeah. So that leaves us kind of in the dark. Perhaps I would be interested to get a gander at his ledger book. Uh, perhaps figure out why the increase in his demand for price. Maybe Hitchens wasn't the one that poisoned your father, but the fact that he went elsewhere for a better price maybe has pissed off someone a little higher up on a food chain, perhaps. You'd have to talk to his wife to get that ledger. She's the only one with it now. I wink at this person and say, well, that shouldn't be too much of an issue. Would Gerent have done anything to attract any uh, unwanted attention last time he was in Redport? Besides the argument with Hitchens. Well, you know how sailors are. You're always doing something to attract unwanted attention, but nothing exceptional stands out. Yes, this is... <clears throat> It's concerning yes. because the, the ailment that overtook him was magical in nature. Only a cleric could have casted it, and I well, I can't think of any other reason that somebody would have done that to him. You know, we did have a, to argue with Boren a little bit for the prices. He wanted He was initially asking something far too low. We managed to work him to a... a a reasonable price. It wasn't as nice as we would have liked. We should, probably should have just gone with what Hitchens was asking, actually. But you can't... You know, once you tell someone no deal, you can't come back half an hour later and say, never mind, I'll pay your prices, you know? That makes Kinda sense. Kind of got a little screwed on both fronts. It was not a good trip. Um, <laughs> Perhaps this Boren character would be a, a solid choice to ask a few questions. Well, we could speak to Barn. We can go and check out Hitchens... Tent. His wife? Where does his, life, his wife live, Delta? Do you know? You know, I don't know. Maybe one of the guys near where Hitchens had his shop would know? Yeah, no, it sounds like a good plan. Right. Okay. I've got a few duties to attend to, so I'm going to get a rooms here for us and go about my things. I'll see you guys later. Alright, see you later. I'm going to finish my food. I'm, I, I got a stew from the, uh, the gnome as well. Assuming that Korak at the second one. We did hear about the bounties, right? Like, that there's bounties on all of us? That wasn't just Malachi? Yeah, he said that once he brought Malachi into the inn. Yeah. You guys could have walked over as he was whispering it to him. Easy peasy. Mm. Look, we had to expect some repercussion from that whole incident. Yes, I'm... If we have to kill a few fools to try and take us down, then so be it. I, I kind of look around the busy end and I say, perhaps this is not the best place to speak of this. Thank you, maybe right. 
never know when little birdies are sitting on window seals listening in. I draw my hood up. Light my pipe and sit back. Best mm-hmm. being conspicuous then. What time is it? It's still early in the day. Yeah. It's maybe noon now, just afternoon. Okay. I believe we should look into seeing if we can take a look at Hitchens' letter. I agree with you. I think that would be an interesting uh, use of our time here. Well, let's uh, head down to his shop and see if we can find out some more information about his wife. Maybe we can even sneak in. If that doesn't take us anywhere, we should consider questioning Boren. Yes. I think we should do both. Let's stick together, though, hey? Yes, agreed. Sure. All right, let's go down to um, Hitchens' store. You guys head down to the docks to the nice big harbor area. There's a large boardwalk uh, made of stone. I guess it's not a boardwalk anymore. I guess that's just a, a nice big... I don't know what the term is. Uh, the equivalent of a, a boardwalk, but made of stone right before the harbor is right down after the, you go down the staircase. There's all sorts of little tents and stalls set up where people are hawking wares, buying this, selling that, trading, all sorts of things. Uh, you ask about for a little while to find out where Hitchens had his tent, and you find a little stall still set up. It's got red and white striped fabric over the top of it, um, but all the goods are gone, and there's a sign just hanging down that says closed for those of you that can read. Is there a next door tent? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's tents on either side. Uh, one run by a human, one one run by a dwarf. So I go to the human. Mm-hmm. Good afternoon, friend. Why, hello there, buddy. Are you looking to buy some nice little elven pottery? Well, let, let me have a look. Uh, show me your show me your best words. He brings out this nice tall vase, maybe a foot and a half high, handles on either side, with paintings of um, elves doing some sort of ceremony between them uh, on one side, and on the other side of the vase is a nice forest. These elves, hmm, they make some kinky stuff. Kinky? What? I think you are completely misunderstanding the nature of this vase here. This is the beautiful elven coming-of-age ceremony here. They use one of these pots filled with wine during the... (sighs) You don't even care. Look at you. I know. I I care. I care, friend. I think it's uh, it's quite an impressive piece. Uh, Ones I've seen in the past are slightly larger, however. Larger is not always better despite what the ladies may tell you. Well, maybe that's what they tell you. Believe me, there's no problem. No problem. (laughs) So, um, you must get uh, lonely here, since uh, your friend's gone, right? Yeah, how do you know about Hitchens' death? I I keep my head to the ground. Yeah, it's a real shame. Good man. Good man. He uh, died about a week back. Yeah, well, how did he go? I just heard that they found his body down on the docks. Body down on the docks? Well, in between two docks, the dagger in his back. Oh, I must have misheard. Oh, a dagger in his back. Mm-hmm. Steel dagger in his back. My word. That you did... don't waste good steel on someone that didn't have it coming. You must have done something I always awful. thought Hitchens was a nice guy. Yeah, most, people, most of us liked him well enough. Poor widow. Most of us? Most of us. Well, you know, everyone's got problems here and there. We all got our uh, enemies. Problems worth stabbing someone in the back for? Apparently. Although I wouldn't have expected it. 
So, uh, what'd um, you say your interest in this man was? How do you guys we, know each other? We wish to speak to his wife, and I, I kind of step forward at this point. I, like my amulet is kind of hanging out over my armor at this point, so it's clear that I'm he, a cleric. He's he, a family friend. He brings up another pot and goes, "Wouldn't you guys like to see this one too? Look at the fine work on this. the The spout in particular is very well done." And then he leans a little bit closer and goes, "What's this all about?" He looks around a little suspiciously. Something going I'm on here. I'm hoping to. I'm I'm hoping to uncover more about the circumstances of his death. I believe there's a lot more to this than simply one merchant found dead in a harbor. Well, there usually is. I don't like to get involved. I am very happy staying alive and staying out of this. So why don't you go see his wife? Uh, I understand. Give you, you her address. Tell me, yeah. has anybody looked in his tent? His wife cleaned it out the day he died. Would you mind if I just took a look around in it? We we are concerned he was a, a friend of a friend, you see. It's not my tent. I ain't got no right, right. to tell you what to do, what not to do. Uh, but if you're not going to buy these things, then you should just get on out of here, he says very loudly as he pulls the two pots down. Get out! You ain't buying anything. I don't want to see you or talk to you. Gives you a, a bit of a wink as he steps back. and shake my head. Rude, rude shopkeeper, and I just... Start marching away, and he gave us directions, right? Yeah, okay. I want to poke my head in the tent. Next it's to empty really quick. on the other side. You can see there's completely some, empty. Yeah, there's little shelving situations and mm -hmm. things, but it's all empty. Hmm. Okay, sure. I follow Look, the directions with Van. I guess we need to make sure that we're sticking to the uh, the case here. We're investigating what happened to my father. We don't necessarily care who killed Hitchens. Only if the two are related. I believe that by uncovering one, we'll uncover more about the other. Perhaps, yes. I don't believe that these are two totally separate incidents. They may be, though. But let's just keep our minds open. Very well. Alright. We walk to the his wife's house. Okay. You find his wife's house. It is a smaller place, kind of on the far side of town, well away from the docks, near the west wall. Um, and, uh, Fine. Perhaps you should take the lead on this one. Yes, most likely. I believe uh, holy magic tends to have a, a way when, with people's hearts. I'm sure the, the widow will. I, I could perhaps melt hers for you. Her husband yeah. just died, Croak. <laughs> Looks him up and down and says... I'm not sure if you would be her type. I don't know. They say bigger is better. You heard the man by the dock. <laughs> I'm a firm believer like in that is how you use it. <laughs> Van walks up to the door and knocks. Okay. Uh, takes a little while, but eventually someone comes down. A woman dressed all in black with a black veil over her face. Uh, she's maybe 5'2", 125 pounds. Looks up at you and goes... Yes? Hello, I understand you are um, the widow of the late Hitchens. I am. Are you... Why are you here? Uh, I, was, I was hoping to speak with you about his death, and I, I don't mean to intrude, and I don't mean to bring back unhappy memories, but... And I kind of like lean in a little bit closer and say it a bit quieter and say, I'm, I'm investigating the circumstances behind his death, and I... I would appreciate if you could answer a few questions and perhaps allow us to look at his ledger. She opens the door and waves you guys in. 
Um, once you guys are all in, she shuts it and walks over to the, the large hearth in the common room and pulls off a tea kettle and starts pouring tea. Um, takes a few minutes in silence while she pours some tea out for everyone and then serves it for you guys in the nice couches and sofas around. And sits down across from you and goes, So, my husband's death, you think it's there's something to it? There's definitely something. He was murdered. I don't... We're, we're looking to uncover... We, we believe this goes much deeper than simply his death. We believe that there's more going on. And I think that if you would allow us to look at his ledger, we could uncover perhaps a bit more about the circumstances behind his death. I can tell you the circumstances behind his death well enough. I'd be interested to hear it. There's another merchant in town. Well, there's a lot of merchants in town, but one in particular, he's been... He's been underbidding everyone on everything. Uh, and it's been problematic. Um, somehow he's been buying up things that he ought ain't be able to buy. And at the same time, my husband here was raising his prices. I asked him why, why he was raising, and he said he didn't have any choice. Uh, he said his life depended on it, but I, I kind of I took that to mean his livelihood depended on it. But now, now that he's dead, I wonder maybe... Maybe if someone wasn't forcing his hand. I've, I've looked mm. through the ledger and about a, a week or two before he died, he started buying things for a lot more than he used to. Selling them for the normal prices, you know, just making less on the deals and was bringing in a lot of less goods. I thought it was because he kept raising the prices he'd buy at and it's getting less business, but maybe there's something else. I don't... Let me get it for you. She gets up and walks into another room, brings back a, a little leather binder or a journal and hands it over and goes, I I don't know what else is going on down there, but if you could find whoever it was that killed my husband, I, I'd appreciate it greatly. I, I believe we, we were originally brought here by the... Uh... Not the murder, but the assault of another merchant. I believe everything is connected in this case, and I will do everything I can to resolve everything here. I, I left my home for this case. I will do everything I can to resolve it. Thank you, Father. Would one of you kindly read those uh, scribblings to me? Malachi, I believe you could always use more practice. Perhaps it'd take <laughs> you a bit less time to study your magic. Yes, yeah, give it here. Snatch it. Away. Just Take as you said, uh, about a week before he died, before the last entry in there, you notice all the... You know, if Once he was buying a ton of ale for 20 gold, now he was buying it for 25 gold, but still Does selling it for 40. Of, like customers? Yes, there are names of people who... you know exactly, like, This person on this day sold this mm -hmm. quantity of this thing for this price. You know, it's very... About the time of the, <laughs> of the price uh, change, is there a new customer that shows up? Nope. Well, I mean, no. you look through the whole thing. There, there are a lot of customers. There's always new people showing up and disappearing. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing. But nothing that, that's, uh, that, does he have like a list of goods transferred between uh, shop owners? Yes, every transaction he's ever mm -hmm. had is written down in here. Is there a, perhaps a shop owner that kind of shows up quite heavily in that kind of two week period? No. 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 Okay. Um, 
So I take it in examining this ledger, it's going to take a while to, you know, figure this out. Like it'll take hours to really examine it because it's pages and pages of material. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. So are you doing this here in her house? Or are you leaving to do your uh, examination? If she's okay with us taking the ledger, I guess we could take it. But otherwise, I would assume we just kind of stay and read it there. Um, I'm okay she with either. Right. I say to her, um, would your husband have kept a journal, a diary of some sorts? I know these things can be personal, but perhaps it would lead us with some clues. She shakes her head. He he was never fond of... My husband was not what we like to call him, an emotionally available man. Yeah. I understand that can be a hard thing. Wow. Uh, Ma'am, do you... Did you? How well did you know the business itself? Or were you familiar with the comings and goings of people there? She shakes her head. I I have a separate job. Uh, I, I wash clothes nearby. We, we separate Two businesses are often a, a good uh, source of keeping your family together. But uh, now, did he have friends? New friends recently? No. No Spent one, a few uh, long no nights out at work, though. I'm we, sorry. Uh, a couple days before he died, he he spent a lot of time down there at the harbor, mm -hmm. working late, late hours. Yes. Alrighty. Uh, do Do you know if he had uh, another area that he would work other than his tent? Uh, I think sometimes he'd walk the docks looking for things. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. But but no know. other establishment I can think no of. Other, no other place of business that you know of. I, okay, I his, understand that. One of his friends says that he was seen at a, a sort of tavern you wouldn't expect a married man to visit before. And I I think you know you got to meet a friend somewhere. Sometimes you your friend meets you in strange places. Absolutely. You can't, uh, you can't be judging a man by his friend's taste. I, I entirely understand. Uh, please tell me, I, I would like to, to speak with this, uh, or, or at least examine where he, uh, who he might have met there. Perhaps somebody would have seen him, and we can figure out who this person he met with was. Can you tell I, me the name of the establishment? The Lusty Maiden. All right, thank you. I, I don't know who he was meeting there. I was assured it was just a friend who was staying sure, overnight. But Perhaps but now that he's turned up like this, I wonder if maybe he know. had something else going on and someone... I mean, I understand a man has needs. We all have needs and we all can't necessarily rely on our spouses to take care of them from time to time. I, we, we all make mistakes. It's okay. Uh, I imagine you took I, mighty fine care of him. I don't believe that he was there to uh, do as you as you fear here. Well, that's now, a kindness I'm you're just, saying that I don't quite believe you believe, but that's okay. I give her a big smile. And says, "Oh no, I am the most genuine fella you will ever meet." Um, of, uh, <laughs> final question I say is, uh, uh, my dear, do, do you have the possessions that you took from his tent there? I, I would be mighty interested to know if, if uh, something new or interesting showed up in that tent around this time. I, I sold them all wholesale. Someone mm. came by the, that day after hearing about his uh, his death and, and offered me a, a, an okay to? price for everything. Huh? Uh, may I ask who you sold them to? 
some some man named Boren, something like that. I thought that might be the case. Yeah. Have you have uh, you heard of this thank man? You very much. Yes, he uh, he did business with a mo- another merchant who also met in an unhappy fate shortly afterwards. Well, we should we should call the guard. We should let them no, know. No, 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 no. Don't take in any immediate action. That may be something that we should do in the future. And don't worry, I will be coming back to you to consult occasionally as we make progress. But right now, I want to keep this as quiet as possible. And I think we would rather speak to Boren ourselves. You don't want to get the sheriff involved? Not yet. We, I don't we think we have enough to go on. Involved when it is necessary, ma'am. But as of now, what we have is what I would call circumstantial, yes. and uh, we we couldn't uh, just break down Bourne's door without more evidence. Now we are the we are the Sherlock Holmes of the of the Redport area. I assure you, we will get to the bottom of this. She if nods. we call the guards on Boren now, and there isn't enough to incriminate him, then I no, believe I, that. No, I, I get, I get it, I get it. Besides, a man like that doesn't deserve to see the inside of a jail cell. Do you know about him? No, but if you think he's the one who killed my husband, he ain't deserving of life. I assure you, he will get what is coming to him. Yes. We will... I'll be sure to question him soon. I think I kind of show like my missing two inches of finger as I say that last part. You're not quite healed, still like yeah. gross and crusty, <laughs> oozing You'll with pus finger. Okay. I ask. Uh, well, I um, mean, it was magically healed by Van, right? So it's probably like yeah. rather non-infected. Yeah, it's not infected. Well, you know, it's still it was only cure like wounds on an amputated finger. I imagine it's probably not quite disgusting. Yeah. Stop the bleeding. He cauterized the wound. Yeah, it's it's healing fine, but you know, you might have like smacked it against something while you're sailing or fall and like stub it on, you know, you're getting sure. used to being nine fingered. Oh, by the way, uh two days of sailing, can I heal two HP? Yes, you can all heal two HP. Oh, actually can we just say that I healed them on the boat if they weren't full? Uh since I do have spells. Would yeah, how how many healing spells do you have memorized today? Uh today I haven't actually memorized spells yet today. I okay. didn't think that we were going to need them, but I because it was a multiple day journey. If I yeah. knew that they needed healing, I could have just memorize spells for them. Okay. Well, how would you have? Yeah. Oh, I do have spells. Yeah. I didn't have any for that day, but I will for following days. Okay. Well, pick what spells you thought you would have memorized. Do you, if you would have like all healing spelled up, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, on on the boat. Yeah. I think I would have taken a couple cure light wounds because I have plenty. Like now, I have second level spells, and I also have. First level spells, so I, I think I would have taken a few yeah. heal. Like, yeah, just figure like. out how many healing spells you think you would have had while sailing, keeping in mind that you could have crashed and landed on another island again. And uh, uh, I usually take two by default. Cool. Then spend two healing spells on whoever needs them, okay. or four, I guess, because two days at sea. Okay. I don't need them. Uh, I'll just roll two for croak. Hopefully they heal you to full. What's your first one? Four and three, so seven total. Okay, yeah, that would put me to full. Okay. Fantastic. I say to the to the woman, after your husband's death, did the um, the sheriff or any of his men speak to you? Uh, no, Sher- Sheriff Isabel's been, been right busy ever since, you know, the attack. It, it, the guards have been quite low in numbers and They've been busy trying to secure everything, and it's just been 
It's been rough going since the battle. What? What battle was this? We've only just arrived recently. Oh, you We've haven't heard? for a while. A few months back, before the New Year churned, uh, there was an, an army marshaled out in the fields. Um, some mountain giants and a, a whole bunch of hobgoblins came and tried to storm the city. We oh, rightly God. routed them, defeated them. The mercenary group near Clydesdale came and helped push them out, but, oh my God, the... She begins to tell you this story about these fishermen that came out of the sea and started stabbing everyone in town and how the the guards of Redport in their bright bronze breastplates with their studded leather greaves and skirts and their partisan you know, long pole arms managed to hold off all these strange fishmen while the city was being bombarded by mountain giants and hobgoblins and you know strange beasts and the entire town thought they were screwed but eventually the, the battle turned the other way and the town came out all right but a lot of people died a lot of ships were damaged and a lot of the town guard were killed and since then things have been kind of panicky crimes gone up because there's not enough guards to go around and keep the crime down and mm. it's the town's mm. been in a state of disarray that is quite a tale mm -hmm. well um i suppose we'll be back when we have some more information thanks for your help she nods. Take the ledger. I hope it'll do you some good. I ain't got no use for it no more. Of course. Thank you. We shall bring it back when we have finished. Yes. Uh, could you spare a scrap of parchment by chance? Paper of any kind? There's some extra I'd pages like in the a... back of the journal and the ledger you can take. Uh, do you have something I could write with and I kind of reach and tear off a little bit of paper? Uh, I hand him a, I hand him a okay. quill. Okay. Sure. I write down um, Hobgoblin's head sundown on a piece of paper and I kind of fold it up. Okay. And then I, I pocket it for now. Sure. Where do you guys go next? Uh, I want to go back to that elven vase stall. Mm -hmm. I think we need to thoroughly investigate the Lusty Maiden. <laughs> you would love investigating Lusty Maidens, wouldn't you? Krog, I believe this would be a task most well suited for you. I'm not sure if a man of my stature should be frequenting such a place. Malachi, care to come and join? I suppose so, yes. I will be at the Hobgoblin's head. Uh, feel free to return whenever you are ready. Oh, here, Van, take this, and I give him the ledger. Okay. Maybe study it while you're, while you're there. I will. And I, uh, I put it in my backpack. Uh, so I want to go back to that stall with the merchant for the elven vase. Okay. And I say, you know, friend, I, I think I've had a change of heart. And I, I'd rather, I would like to buy one of those vases after all. How much are they going for? Oh, and he pulls up one of these big elven vases. It's about, you know, a foot and a half tall, almost a foot wide with the, the big handles coming off of it. Uh, these are the finest of the imported elven vases all the way from Sylvan. Uh, they sell for two gold each. The hmm. best vases you will find with the most. Look at look at this artwork. Is this not the best artwork? I I have to agree. I expected to have to haggle, but for work this fine, I believe you are the most honest merchant I've ever dealt with. And I put two coins on the table with a piece of paper underneath mm -hmm. that I jotted uh, the note down on. He quickly swipes them and puts them in yeah, a lockbox. He nods and says, "Have a good day, there, sir." Yes, you too, friend. And I kind of walk off with this big vase in my arms. Okay. You said Hobgoblin's Head Midnight? Uh, sundown. Sundown, okay. Cool. 
meanwhile, the other two head off to where exactly? The lusty, the lusty Maiden. maiden. Yep. Right. Uh, you guys step into the Lusty Maiden, and it is appropriately named. I figured as much. Um, There's a little stage with some musicians down in a semicircle below them, playing some slow songs with a bunch of brass instruments. Uh, there's a dancer on the stage wearing a thin skirt made of looks like maybe kelp or seaweed and a similarly shaped top, a similarly designed top. Um, there's a lot of drinking. There's a lot of cla uh, breaking of cups as they are clattered together. And there's a stairway in the back that leads up with strange sounds coming down. Sounds like there's ghosts up there. <laughs> <laughs> That is the best innuendo for moaning I've ever heard. Now, <laughs> well, that's that is a theory on where the theory, like the idea of ghosts came from. The moaning and rattling of things is the stories parents would tell their kids. Oh no, those weird sounds you heard through those thin walls, those are ghosts <laughs> moaning. Ghosts. Oh, that's good. Totally less traumatizing. Well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I uh, make my way. There's usually a bar in an establishment like this, I assume. Yes, there is. There are two bars. I want to find the bartender and kind of mosey on up to him. And uh, I'll ask, uh, oh, what's that stupid thing JP said long ago? I asked him, <laughs> the owl hoot at midnight. <laughs> the owl screeches all the time in this establishment. What do you need? Um, I tell him, uh, I'm, I'm looking for uh, a... Someone that might know a bit about a friend of mine that came in here a couple weeks back. Probably not. Probably not? Probably not. You don't think these, uh, these girls here might know something? I think these girls here might know something as long as you're paying them, but they'll probably forget it the moment you're done. These lovely ladies you, have sir? four or five clients in a day. Mm -hmm. If you know what I mean. And what about you sitting behind this bar here? Blind? And I, I'll, I'll kind of reach in and just slide a gold coin over to him as I say uh, that. I, he puts his hand on and goes, Mister, I ain't here playing games. I Honestly, look at this place. There's a lot that goes on here. I, I will do my best to, he takes the coin, to tell you what I know, but mm -hmm. this is a busy place. This is, I, I understand that. Uh, now, my friend... This this person might have stood out a little bit as uh, he's a, well, he's not your typical sailor or, or ruffian around town. You see, he's a merchant and uh, a fine one at that. Uh, Local merchant? Yes, sir. Uh, tell me, Malachi, I'm, I'm so terrible with names, you know. Could you could you let us know our, our friend's name? Born, I believe. Oh, no, no. Uh, we're we're going to meet with Born later, but the... the sorry, sorry. Hitchens. Hitchens, Hitchens. There we go. Uh, the man named Hitchens came by about a couple weeks ago. Was meeting a friend. I thought maybe you or the ladies might have seen an unusual meeting between no, two. No, no, I do. Yeah, Borden Hitchens are locals. They they work down on the docks. Right. Yeah, yeah, I know them. Both of them. You ever seen them in here together? A couple weeks ago. That's what I thought. Uh, now. 
did they stay together just uh, themselves? No, they, they there was no upstairs business between the two of them. Not that we have any problem with that. We have a lot of customers of varied exotic tastes. And mm. my, if my that's what you're in for, we have there. some lovely boys for you. No, I... I, I, my implication here was merely that perhaps they had a, a fine girl come in and keep them company during their, their discussion, or was it all by themselves? I couldn't tell you. I remember seeing them in here a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. and not since. Borden's usually, well, used to come around quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, he stopped coming around uh, coming about like a week, week and a half ago. Uh, Hitchens, uh, I normally see him at another establishment that I frequent during my off times. So I was a little surprised to see him here. He's not usually the sort. He's married, after all, and uh, right. sticks to it, surprisingly. Now, do you do you know who was serving them? Oh, you're asking questions that a man with my drinking habits cannot rightly remember, and I apologize. Um, do you... Uh keep a, a book around that maybe tells you uh, uh, who was working these days or who commonly works uh, the, these hours? I don't, but management might. Mm, I see. I see. You might have to take uh, that up with Chelsea. She uh, she here is the lusty maiden, if you know what I mean. I I understand, yes. Uh, is, is she in today? Uh, yeah, yeah, she owns the establishment. She, She's in all the time. Uh, mm -hmm. He points actually up. And, you know, above the stage, there's a small little balcony kind of off in the corner with a, mm -hmm. a curtain acting as a door and seated in a chair. Or not seated in a chair. Uh, standing on the balcony kind of looking down over the entire establishment is a woman in her... Like a middle-aged woman dressed in fine red silks with her hair done up uh, and... Uh, ample showing hanging out over the balcony mm -hmm. I, as, as he points up i try to catch her eye and give like the biggest broadest smile i could and like waggle my fingers at her um and i ask him uh is there any restriction on going up and talking with the madam uh, why uh, why don't i send a girl to bring her down for you she doesn't like people visiting her up there i would i would be much obliged um i'll have a Something strong from my friend here. And, uh, and uh, may I ask what this business is? She does not like to be interrupted. Is not apt to talk without a a good reason to it. Mind you, good reasons are usually profitable. Well, a murder most foul. Murder? I don't rightly think she'll see very much profit in someone who's already dead. Well, maybe you can show her some shiny coins from myself. I would love to. All right. Um, I reach in and give him 10 gold pieces. Say, tell her these are rightfully hers as she participates uh, fully with our investigation, if you will. He grabs one of the working boys who's wearing not but a silken loincloth strapped to him quite tightly as he walks by the bar, grabs him by the hand, slaps the coins in him, whispers something in his ear, and the guy runs off. Mm -hmm. I think around this point, Van Helsing probably shows up. Uh, I'm at the Hobgoblin's head. I'm not going to okay. the... Yeah, you're I'm not, not even to... coming. Cool. cool. Mm -hmm. right. So how many people are in here? Like, customers? Two score. Score is... 20. 40-ish yeah. people. 
Okay. Well, uh, let's see what she's got to say for herself. Right. What are you going to ask her, Croak? I want to know who was serving these gentlemen and figure out what, if anything, they may have heard. Uh, it is a good place here to talk business, but unfortunately, these girls, they're always looking to get your attention and come on over and talk. It's quite likely they've at least overheard something that could help us understand more fully what was being discussed. That sounds reasonable. I'll back you up. Okay. I appreciate this. I'm a little disappointed to hear that Boren already beat me to the punch. I was hoping to do something similar with these merchants. Don't tell Van. <laughs> Your secret's safe with me. Uh, eventually, Chelsea comes down and takes a seat in a corner booth that is surprisingly empty, considering all the other booths are full and everyone else is standing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gives you a look from across the room that says, come over here. <laughs> I, I follow the come hither stare uh, very aptly and uh, motion for, for Van, or not Van, Malachi to follow. Okay. Yeah, I follow. The two of you make your way, push through the crowd, and find yourself in this nice, cozy, leather-bound booth. Madam Chelsea, I am honored that you saw fit to uh, talk with us this uh, fine afternoon. Now, uh, I must say that there is a problem we have. A a friend of a friend of ours uh, has wound up uh, with a knife wound in his back, and we need to figure out... uh, who, of course, did this to him, and we've come to understand that he was meeting with a gentleman about two weeks back here at your establishment, and while I don't believe you or anyone here has anything to do with it, I do know that these fine girls working here are often wandering around trying to earn you some money and may have overheard a little bit of that conversation between uh, Mr. Hitchens and uh, Mr. Bowling. And uh, I would be much obliged if you could tell me uh, who may have been serving these two gentlemen. Well, I couldn't tell you who served two. How two weeks ago? Did you say? Uh, yes, I, I believe that is the the date. Two weeks ago. Unfortunately, our records are not that tidy. You don't have uh, girls that are in here more often than others? Oh, all our girls work all the time. Mm-hmm. I see. Many of I them see. are bound in servitude, paying off debts. I understand. That makes sense. Um, oh, my madam, uh, I'm sure that perhaps you yourself may have seen these two gentlemen. Uh, one, uh, both uh, merchants here locally, a uh, fair bit of coin on them, I'm sure. They would have caught your attention seeing them meeting here. I know who of who you speak. Mm-hmm. Mr. Hitchens was found dead not a week ago. Bella down in the waters. Knife in his back. Steel knife in his back. We yes. take note of these things. And if you had to guess, is there anyone around here who might have reason to put a knife in his back? He was a good man. Kept his nose clear of the gutter. More than little surprised to hear he met an untimely end. This uh, boring fellow, he is nice a guy as Hitchens? No. 
He the kind of guy to stop someone in the back? Probably wouldn't be the first time, but there's no other evidence linking the two of them together. Born has bought himself a new shop recently. He's been doing very well for himself. Uh, I think if you look into him, you're going to find all manner of shady business deals. But that don't mean he is the one who killed Hitchens. I agree, I agree. This is why I was hoping to perhaps know uh, who may have served them. Business like that is is a hard thing to hide from from so many people, as I kind of gesture around. Why don't you come back near sunup? We usually close down around then. I can ask any of the girls if they remember anything. You come uh, come around a little little after sunup, and uh, I'll let you know if I found anything. Now, right, if you don't be... mind, I have business to oversee. Of course, of course. She slides out of the booth and makes her way back upstairs. Uh, a bouncer comes over and you know motions for you guys to leave the booth as well. Sure. Um, I'll follow. Uh, I'll follow uh, the bouncer out and and leave yeah. and tell Malachi. Well, I think we should uh, talk with Van about maybe investigating this boring fellow. But uh, hopefully, this uh, madam will round up the the proper girl, and we can get a little insight into what they may have been talking about. Sounds like all of our leads are pointing to the same same guy. I agree. I agree. If I he think is, we uh, want to be careful in how we approach him. Uh, yeah. his, uh, we know he's got his uh, hand in some shady business and may or may not be connected to a you know evil cleric curse on your father. I agree. Revenge isn't worth our lives. I agree. All right, let's go speak to Bob. All right, you guys make your way back to the Boarhead Inn. Oh, not the Boarhead Inn, the Hobgoblin Head Inn. Um, and the crowd is still there, uh, busily discussing whatever it is that this crowd is discussing. And you find Van, uh, I guess. Van, the come room is pretty full. There's not really a bar here, but there's some drinks that can be ordered and some food. But it's not really mm-hmm. a, a comfortable social area, especially with all these people stacked about. So what yeah, are There's you... rooms, right? You can get like a room here? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's mostly rooms, just a very small common okay. Yeah, I... I... Like I make sure I have a room for a night, and I'll I'll eat a little bit there. I gift the vase to the uh, to the innkeep. Oh, he loves it. He <laughs> immediately fills it with some wine and sets it out. Awesome. Oh. Um, so the the party reconvenes somewhere uh, in your room, I presume. Uh, yeah, I would assume they come up. Like I, I need to make sure to be down in the common room by sundown. But right. aside from that, yeah, yeah, it's hours away. Mm-hmm. Well, Van, did you find anything in the ledger? Uh, I so I would I have had time to find anything important in the ledger? Yeah, um, it, you would, but I do want to remind you, Sean, not Sean, uh, Nick, that Malachi needs eight hours of study today if he wants to continue learning sleep. So, sure. So I'll uh, I'll have a brief conversation with Van right. and then head to my own room, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, did you? What did you find, Van? Uh, what did I find? Well, more kind of what I said earlier. Um, about I think he of- wants to like make some notes of some events that happened. Like he wants to date when he started. Like he wants to try to get a rough date of when he started raising all of his prices, 
and some of the things. So he, he wants to sort of make a timeline of some of these things. Sure, sure. Um, let's see. So it was... Da, da, da. It was on the 20th or so of January. Make a note here. Um... Uh, what date did he go to meet Warren, or go to meet the mystery man in the brothel? Uh... You don't have an exact date for that, actually. She said it was like a few days before he died. Do I know when he died? Uh, yeah, you could have asked around to get his death. He died on the first of the first uh, of February. Today, for reference, is the seventh of February for you guys. Okay. So his prices went up on the 20th of January. He died on the 1st of February. Okay. Neil, thinking back to the timeline, when would my father have been there? How long ago was that? Your father would have been in Redport somewhere between the 18th and the um, 21st? Of Jan. Of January, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, the timeline seemed to match up with when my father was here. There's still evidence to it connected. When was your father here, exactly? Well, uh, do you know a rough date? Yeah, Ben's I think... like scribbling down a timeline in the back of the ledger on a blank page. Maybe between the 18th and the 21st? Okay. Crap. I think in general, I, I want to know, like, you know, Van asked about what happened in the brothel, and then we had yeah. a, a very fine conversation with uh, the madam, and uh, she is going to do her best to locate the girl that uh, served uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Hitchens and Mr. Bolin uh, two weeks ago, and uh, see what uh, may have been overheard. Uh, it seems our mystery guest uh, was a Mr. Bolin, so uh, it uh, seems quite likely that. Uh, that uh, he's involved with this this foul deed in some way. I'm hoping that uh, we can learn a little bit more from whoever may have overheard the, their conversation, see what uh, business they were up to, perhaps learn a little bit more about Bolin and his methods. Yes, I, I'm meeting a man tonight. I, I hope to find a little bit more during that time. Uh, oh, who, who are you meeting with? Should I be there? The vase merchant from earlier. I believe he he was very cooperative, and I think he may know a little bit more than what we asked him. Interesting, interesting. Well, I will, uh, I'll leave you two to I, I'll retire to my room for now. Neil, how long is it until, well, what time is it? Until sunset? Uh, it's probably like four hours till sunset. How many hours did I get done on the ship this morning? Like two. Okay, well, uh, Van, are you, are you alright if I miss this meeting? Wait, sorry, what? Will will you be okay with Croak if I do not attend your meeting with the uh, the vase salesman? Oh, that would be perfectly fine. Right. Well, um, if you Croak, if you want me to come with you to the Lusty Maiden again at sunup, come and get me in my room. Okay, uh, I I may do that. You may need your sleep. I I might just hit on myself. Well, if you feel safe. All right. Well, have a good evening. Okay. 
Do you guys just want to skip to sundown? Is this uh, a, a good place for break though? I need, I need to go and yeah. do something. Yeah, just about. I was going to see if they're going to skip to sundown. Okay. Uh, one thing, I, I think the only thing Van really, like the only thing specifically worth mentioning that I have to say is, uh, I think Van says to Croak, I don't see much benefit in speaking you to Boron at this point. If he's, uh, if he's truly as shady as everything seems to indicate, I don't believe anything good will come of questioning him. That will only... We, we may not need to us. question him directly, but uh, it may be something that uh, we want to keep in our back pocket. Uh, yes, perhaps uh, we will have to address him at a different uh, at a different way, just than just walking up to his shop. But uh, I think yes. we may need to speak with him eventually. Exactly. I, I don't wish to speak to him directly because he. I, I don't want to make him wary of us sooner than absolutely necessary. Sure, I, I understand. Um, so with that said, uh, Croak kind of excuses himself from Van and says, I, I will be here for you, for your meeting if I, if I may. Um, and, uh, I want to walk through the town, um, specifically kind of through the, the merchant area. And, and I'm just kind of taking notes as I go looking for, um, specifically like, um, wealthy to not so wealthy merchants, right? Looking for like the upper tier. And I'm also looking at like, how secure everything looks. I'm looking for guardsmen around town where they're stationed. I'm looking for, um, you know, locks, walls, things like that. I'm basically gauging. So you're trying to case the entire town. I'm casing the town and I'm doing so on the way to the um, pottery merchant stall, hopefully arriving there shortly after he leaves to sundown. Okay, well, the town's pretty big. There's a lot of merchants. This is like a, a major trade hub, so it would take you days to case the okay, whole area. Okay, so it's, it's an afternoon, right? right? So I leave sometime in the early afternoon. I'm going to spend the rest of that afternoon up to almost sundown, mm-hmm. like going through the merchant quarter to um, to the, the tent of the guy. Okay, all right. Um is there anything in particular you're looking for right now, or um, what I'm what I'm hope? Okay, intent wise, um, I want to be able to identify a place that looks like it would be enticing if I told someone that it was readily available to be um, broken into and stolen from. Right, I, oh, okay. I want to be able to entice maybe a local um, thief like that's a little upper tier, um, but not something that's so strong that he might. Uh, uh, laugh at so all. So you're looking for an easy mark. An easy mark that still would be valuable, right? Right. Um, and I'm also looking for... I'm looking for basically two of those. I want one to entice someone with and one to keep in my back pocket. And my intent is to arrive at this guy's tent after he leaves to go at the meeting. Okay. That it can definitely be achieved. You can just show up after sundown. Uh, that's no problem. The casing of places. Let's find out how that goes. Um, in this period of time, you do not find anything that looks easy. Uh, okay. The security looks pretty good. Most places okay. that you kind of poke your head into or walk by have personal guards inside or on the outside of them. And mm-hmm. while the town guard is pretty light, they are heavily armed. They've got bronze breastplates with studded leather skirts and greaves, and they carry pole arms and they walk around the town in groups of two Mm -hmm. Um, as you listen about and kind of watch things you you hear many good things about the guards in town they're very hardy and strong warriors okay 
Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm keeping my eye out for that. I'm hoping to find something that's fairly enticing um, eventually, but I, I don't find it now. And as, as sun begins setting, I try to make it down to that kind of like tented area by the docks. Um, and I'm hoping that the merchants here are closing down and leaving, especially this guy who's going to go to the um, to meet us at the temple. And I want to um, basically silently and sneakily look through his tent for that lockbox. He put the two gold in. Uh, it is not there. <laughs> it, everyone, everything's closing up down by the docks. It's not hard to like peek your head over the the stall, but all of his merchandise is gone. The lockbox is gone. It's cleaned out and empty. Okay, and then I make it back to the okay. I make it back to the inn and follow sure. him. Maybe arrive shortly after. Yeah, um, we're gonna take a break now. But the merchant, whose name I have written down but can't remember right now, uh, Richie comes and meets you just after sundown, maybe a half hour after sundown at the Hobgoblin Head Inn. I think Van is, like, making light conversation. Or, he might just be sitting in a corner, not really doing much, just kind of eating a meal. And then when he sees him walk in, he just kind of, like, makes eye contact and walks upstairs. Sure. The merchant follows you upstairs to your room, and we're going to take our first break as you guys go to your bedroom. See you later. See you guys on the other side. Bye-bye. Hello there, everybody, and welcome back for more Hardcore Heroes. <clears throat> so, yeah, Reggie, Richie, I'm sorry, Richie comes in and follows you upstairs, Van, um, and the two of you are now seated in your room together. It's Good. quiet. I, I heard Reggie, and I was like, didn't I kill this guy already? <laughs> <laughs> no, but Clifford should have by now. <laughs> the... No, wasn't Reggie the uh... black black market halfling foot dealer? Yes. Yes, but we didn't kill him. He was in jail, and he was oh, going to yeah, go right. to somewhere for trial, and then I paid for Clifford to kill the shit out of him. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Uh, it's the din of the downstairs commotion falls away, and it's quite quiet in this room, just the two of you. Mm -hmm. He stands and paces nervously, looks up and goes, uh, I really, really don't want to be involved. You know, people go missing, people get stabbed. I don't want to be on the part of that. So I just came here to tell you I don't want I don't want to be involved. I understand that. But now that you're here, I don't see any harm in, a, in answering a few questions. We're out of earshot from any prying eyes. I can answer a few questions, but I I got to get going soon. But what is it? Yes, we'll we'll make it quick. What do you know of a man named Boren? A merchant in town. He's done yes, very well for himself. He just bought a new new shop. Has he had any dealings with the other merchants? I we know Hitchens was having his business pried into by somebody that he was very scared of, fearful for his life. And we believe that they are somehow in connection with Boren. Boren had a string of strangely good luck, strangely good fortune. Can't say I know much about that. He and I deal in different wares entirely. He doesn't, so he doesn't touch the pottery industry. Mm -hmm. So I... Hmm. What, what does he deal in? More expensive goods. Jewelry. Um, yeah, some jewelry here. Silks. Uh, you know, the finer things in life. The things that are you can fetch more per weight. Okay, I understand. Uh, oh, something else. We're alone in this room, right? Croak didn't show up in time. Just the two of you. Okay. Uh, that's inconvenient. Um, I'm on my way. 
<laughs> you get in as he's walking out. <laughs> no, um... Hmm. I suppose that does it, then. It, do you know anyone I could... I, I do not wish to speak to Boren directly. I... I don't wish to give him any reason to be wary of me, but do you know who I could talk to to learn a little bit more about him? Without talking to him? Yes, perhaps one of the merchants that he might have been doing, been dealing with. We know that he was in contact with Hitchens. Are yeah, there... I, I mean, just walk down the, the boardwalk, find a jeweler, find a, a silk salesman. You know, more appropriately, you find someone who's bringing foreign goods onto into town or is about to buy them and take off talk to the sailors talk to the ship captains see what they're carrying you find someone who is carrying something that board might want they might have dealings with him very well thank you yeah uh, i do not wish to put you in any more danger please leave while it's uh in a short meeting yeah i i hope never to see you again no offense of course i may i may pick up a vase i can't promise that i won't do that but Otherwise, that will be the end of our dealings. And I just kind of smile at him after that. He gives you a, a wary nod and excuses himself and departs. Um, sometime later, Croak shows up. Okay. I say to Croak, our friend didn't know anything himself, but I believe we may have a lead as to where, where we should look. It seems Boren does not deal in a goods that sell for small prices. He tends to deal in very high-priced goods. Jewelry, silks. Perhaps we should be looking into some merchants who trade in goods like these, or foreign goods. Or apparently something else he's interested in. Perhaps uh, we could pose as some recent traders that came to town. Uh, see uh, if we could learn a little bit more about him as uh, not ourselves. We could also simply question a few sailors. I believe... Somebody who does not live in this town may be somewhat more loose-lipped. It's possible, yes. Uh, that's, a, that's a reasonable idea. I, I, I would be happy to question some sailors if we could. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, though. Traders tend to be a bit tight-lipped about their sources and whatnot. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of ways to loosen them. I smile broadly. Well, uh, that could be arranged, perhaps. Fan thinking completely innocently, and Croak just like, oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, I said, I think that uh, perhaps we might consider um, approach. It, we were thinking of a, a different tactic than questioning him outright. Perhaps approaching him as uh, traders that have exotic goods to sell may um, be that tact we may need. Mm. Uh, I believe you and Malachi would be well suited for that job. I believe you I could believe pose as a Malachi sailor as well, really well. Yeah. Malachi could pose for a merchant. I don't think I could do much for you. I, uh, I have a stature that's a bit hard to simply shake off, and I kind of like angle the medallion a little bit and clink all the armor around. Mm, yes, I see. Well, perhaps as a hired god, I don't know. Maybe not at all, but... Uh, that I would keep that in our back pocket for show. If the sailors do prove to be quite tight-lipped, it would be a good way to perhaps see how his business runs. Yes, I believe we should take that as a a second course of action. It's somewhat more risky, I believe. Perhaps if we can, if we can find something that may prove to be a more safe lead from the sailors, we may wish to take that. But otherwise, yes, I would. I'd be willing to aid in that that course of action. 
Excellent. Well, I kind of like curl up at the foot of uh, of Van's bed and be like, I need to take a bit of a power nap here. Um, I'll be <laughs> off uh, by sunup. And I just like go to sleep. I I kind of say, don't don't you have your own room? Oh, this this will do nicely. I, thank you. Croak, <laughs> uh, I, I understand. I understand our camaraderie knows no bounds, but I believe you... You may wish to go back to your room. I, I plan to stay up. I plan to keep the room well lit. I plan to do some studying before I go to sleep. Oh, no, take your time. It, it's, it's no problem. I, like, find, like, a, a blanket or something, just kind of put it over my head and curl up at, like, the foot of his bed. <laughs> All right. The next day. Van goes full Well, in the, the sun up. Right, sun up. All right. Um, sun up comes, and I make my way to the Lusty Maiden. By yourself. You're not taking Malachi or Van? Uh, no, I've, I've come to realize that these, these gentlemen need some time in the morning to themselves to do their magical whatnot. All right. Give me spell lists for the two of you, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. Uh, and let's head over to Lusty Maiden with Croak. You show up. The place is not what it was last night. Uh, there's no... The, the, all the blinds are open. The, the window shutters are all open, streaming in light. People are pushing around brooms, cleaning up the place. Someone's mopping the stage. Uh, a few of the remaining sailors are you know, groggily stumbling out the front door. And you see Mistress or Madam Chelsea, you're not sure which one to call her, <clears throat> uh, standing talking to a, a set of girls. Um, I make my presence known, just kind of like make sure she mm-hmm. sees me, but uh, I will stay... Yeah quiet and kind of wait for her to take initiative there like respectful of her authority a few minutes pass and she waves you over as the girls walk off she looks and goes well now what did you say your name was my fine fellow oh uh people call me croak right Um, i quite like it it's the unique name to say the least Absolutely. I had a little chat with my girls. Seems no one really remembers speaking to Hitchens, but uh, Boren is a regular here. Many of my ladies have spent quite a bit of time with him, some more than others. I see. Uh, That said, he is a repeat customer and quite good Mm -hmm. for business, so I I don't think I can help you any further on that matter. I'm sorry, what was the last thing she said? I don't think I can help you too much further on that matter. Born as a loyal customer. My dear, I would not think of harming your business. I I just need to know more about what was discussed between them. Maybe a bit more about uh, Mr. Born's business. I'm sure that uh, he is, of course, uh, as a fine, upstanding gentleman in this year town. Uh, not going to be uh, the one that uh, did the stabbing, so to say. What is it that you would like to know? Well, I I was hoping that uh, 
You see, Mr. Bowen's become quite a successful businessman, and it uh, seems he's had dealings with not only a Mr. Hitchens, but uh, other merchants uh, around town. And I, I need to know what exactly that dealing was, because it seemed to be quite harmful to Mr. Hitchens' ledger book. And now, while this is no crime of its own, the, the process of this quite interests me. Mm-hmm. I just simply need to know more about this man's business. She starts to walk and kind of motions for you to walk with her. Um, you see, Mr. Boren is a wealthy merchant in town. He frequents our establishment as he is a bachelor of an advanced age. Mm-hmm. Occasionally he will hire out one of our ladies or a few of our ladies for a prolonged, uh, how would you call it, uh, services um, a soiree, if you will. that he takes <clears throat> back to his house. Um, he's, as I've said a few times now, he is a loyal and regular customer here. And I can't really say too much about his business other than he does well for himself. And he works on the finer side of the industry here. Oh, he is course. definitely a... He's the sort of man that sees success as a challenge. And those who stand in his way as challengers. Uh, he has made it his job to be successful in life. And has done well. Hmm. I, I can truly admire a man that forges his own way. I would not wish to, to do ill upon him. I just would like to, to find some form of uh, justice for a, a friend of mine, you see. Yes, uh, Mr. Hitchens. I am certain that a man of his caliber would never do a deed himself. Um, perhaps by learning more of his business here, I can simply find the the wielder of said dagger, and justice can be served. And your client... Well, if you're looking for a guilty man who stabbed someone, you just have to step out onto the docks. Any one of them could be your murderer, and I wouldn't be surprised if most of them have murdered someone before. If you're looking for vengeance, you could kill any one of these people and achieve vengeance mm. for someone, somewhere. It's interesting, the notion of vengeance and justice... Some people, they quite enjoy just the pleasure of avenging a, a fallen comrade, but uh, you see, it's, it's justice that will really uh, help those that are harmed, and it's that uh, notion that uh, matters more to uh, a friend of mine named Jarrett. You see, he was cursed quite horribly by a wasting sickness, and uh, it's not simple vengeance that will set his heart oh, at ease. Oh, Jarrett, the... Jared, the, the sea captain. He's got the sea skipper, uh, right? Yeah. Is he still alive? Absolutely. You know, Thanks to he used to be work. one of our most regular customers around. He spent most of his time here, actually. Haven't well, seen you... him in ages. I thought that his ship went on and sunk. Could never imagine that man leaving this establishment. He uh, found himself in Shirebrook. Uh, was going to see his son, Malachi. And unfortunately, a terrible wasting sickness was upon him from his last dealings with a man named Boren. 
and this waste and sickness was fortunately cured by a powerful cleric in Shirebrook. Uh, and uh, his, his life was saved. Uh, we did see him here not too long ago. He was visiting Arosa. Uh, I'm sure uh, who? that he'll be Arosa. Who is Rosa? Uh, I, I do not rightfully know. I, a girlfriend, I'm, I'm certain, perhaps. No, but, uh, no, no, no. I know this man. He is not the sort to have a girlfriend. Interesting. Not for any prolonged period of time. Hmm. <laughs> that, is a, that is a wonderful piece of information to know there. I would be now, much... Now, uh, you tell me straight. I've been here to help you. Who is Rosa, and for whom does she work? Is there another establishment being set up around here? Well, do I have competition I am unaware of? I do not rightfully know, but I will promise you this. Due to your absolute uh, great manners in helping me, I will do my utmost to find who, in fact, she does work for, and I will let you know, because there is absolutely no reason that the lusty maiden should be challenged by untoward competition we do not mind competition we will destroy our competition with ease i just need oh, to absolutely. know where it is i will let you know i will let you know perhaps uh you you've been quite helpful perhaps for uh this information we could have a chat with one of your girls uh uh that uh, visits mr Bowen at his house she snaps her fingers and calls for a Giselle, who Alrighty. flounces over. Um, you can see she looks exhausted, like she's been up all night. Her eyes kind of have that dead, hollow look in them. She goes, yes, Mistress Chelsea? And Chelsea says, this man, he wishes to ask you some questions. We, uh, uh, Miss G- Giselle, it was. Uh, I- I'm sorry to uh, keep you up any longer. I will try to make this as quick as possible. Um, you have spent some time with a man named Bourne at, at his place? She nods. Mm, excellent. It- men like him, powerful men, driven by success, often will give a little brag or a little tale about their business. Tell me, have you heard anything about uh, what he does from this man? He's a merchant. Mm-hmm. Have you heard anything about his means? Buys and sells a lot of jewelry, a lot of silks, a lot of fine, careful wares, uh, flatware made of iron or steel, some silver. And what, uh, has, has he let slip anything about his relationship with, uh, with other uh, merchants, other gentlemen? He's not the sort of man to spend too much time talking. I understand. I understand. Tell me, did you see anything in his house? Uh, any friends drop by at, uh, at these parties he throws? She shakes her head. All right. Sometimes he has me bring a friend along. I understand. All right. Well, I, I thank you for your time, Miss Giselle. Uh, please go go back to sleep. You, you do look exhausted. I do not wish to keep you any longer. She gives you a crude curtsy and leaves. Uh, Chelsea right. looks back to you and says, I hope that was helpful, and I hope we it, can continue our mutually beneficial relationship. Would you like to avail yourself of some of my ladies? Oh, uh, at, at this moment, uh, I assure you uh, I cannot. Uh, I have to meet a friend of mine. Um, well, and, if you're uh, a little sly, I've got plenty of boys, too. We serve <laughs> all kinds here. 
Well, Mrs. Chelsea, I will gladly take you up on your offer, perhaps tonight, perhaps another evening, but uh, you know that I, I will be back for sure. She um, gives you a Please nod. let me leave you, and uh, I will find out more about this, Rosa. Perhaps there's more uh, to let you know. Good day, Mr. Croak. All righty. Um, now I will find my way back to uh, the inn, hopefully to find Malachi and, and Van uh, done uh, doing the meditation up. and their wizardry mm. planning. Yes. Yeah. Study. Has Malachi learned sleep yet? Yeah, it's been another day. It's been another day. <laughs> you still have not learned sleep. You bastard. I'm going to fail this, goddamn. This is the this is the beginning of day seven. So we'll know for sure if he doesn't learn it by the end of day seven. He might learn it by the end of day eight, or he might, by the end of day eight, just be like, I can't fucking learn this spell. God damn it. God damn it is right. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to give up, you can always give up. No. Never give up. Never surrender. Exactly. All right, so I guess I'm down um, in the the common room of the inn, eating mm -hmm. breakfast, like flicking through the the, the spell book at the same time, mm -hmm. just like frustrated with it. It's taken so long. Mm -hmm. I think Van uh, walks down, just stretches, and goes, "Oh, it is wonderful to be in favor of the goddess." Slam <laughs> the book shut. <laughs> Put it in my bag. Good morning, Van. Good morning, Malachi. How is your uh, how is your wizardry been going? Your spells treating you all right? I'm afraid the secrets of magic still elude me in some ways. I see. Perhaps, perhaps you perhaps you would have been happier with the divine. There are no secrets here. No, I, we've had this conversation before. I I think I'll stick to what I know. I understand. You can't save everyone. Yeah. Seems with your powers comes. A lot of uh, responsibility. Something that I don't like to have. <sighs> Some call it responsibility. I prefer to see it as a purpose. But to each their own. Hmm. You guys see Delta coming down from upstairs. He's the first mate on the sea skipper. Uh, yes. Oh, I definitely want to whistle at him and get him over the table. Yeah. Delta, come down. Eat with us. He comes over, takes a seat with you, says, I, I ain't got much time. Your father's off with his lady friend, and we have not seen him since. Yes, Mr. Delta, I, I want to question you on this uh, lady friend here. Could you give me some more information about this Rosa? What do you I ain't know never seen that? her before. You he keeps her to her himself. Yep. And where does, where does Jarrett go off to to meet her? I've never followed him. He's my captain. I don't spy on him. Is he usually so coy about the women he meets with? He doesn't usually meet with women in this regard. Usually frequents the Lusty Maiden. Keeps mm -hmm. it simple. I had an interesting chat with the with a Madam Chelsea. Maybe you're familiar with her. Mm, yeah. Uh, she seems to be quite uh, skeptical that uh, Mr. Jarrett would uh, settle down with any one woman. You've never met this lady before? No, no. He jealously guards their secrecy. Uh, mm -hmm. I ain't never seen him as happy as when he heads off to see her, though. Uh, do you find when about did uh, he start seeing uh, Mrs. Uh, Rosa it's probably been a month and a half now and uh, so quite recently 
And this seems to coincide with some uh, waste and sicknesses and strange going on. No, no, no. He didn't get sick until... Let's see. We were in Redport. We left, came back two weeks later. No, he met her the, the, the last time... We, the time we were in Redport before the time that he got sick. Uh, so it's actually... Met her again on the second trip? Yeah, this is only the third time we've been in Redport since... Well... The second, this, the second time since we met her, this would be the third time being in Redport that he's gone to see her. Right. Were you there when he met her, or? No, no, he, uh, he just came back to the ship one day as we were about to head off, talking about this lovely woman that he met that changed his life and how he was going to give up his previous ways, because love is a more noble pursuit than lust. Would you say he's completely love-stricken? Like a child. And none of you have ever met this woman? No. Hmm. This is... Strange. Strange, to say the least. Maybe, maybe say... not. Uh, I mean, I presume you, you all have seen love once in, or twice in your life? Yes, I, I don't doubt his sincerity to his love. It's jealously guarding her from not just your company but your eyes the fact that none of you have ever seen this woman he shrugs hmm. Hmm. this is would you have any idea where he's heading off to when he sees her at all heads towards the south side of town I don't know where on the south side but when we part ways he heads southward does he meet her multiple times while they're in town? Or while you're in town? What are you guys getting at here, huh? I'm simply wondering if he's going to meet her again, or if this is his one trip of the... He looks directly to Malachi and says, You know, my loyalties lie to your father. They extend uh, to you, but first to him. Do you not think it's somewhat suspicious, Delta? I'm just trying to exhaust all angles here to try and work out there may be something odd about that, but I ain't never seen him quite so happy before. If something suspicious has made him this happy, I wish only wish to see it furthered. Yeah, well, Mr. Delta, is it so strange to think that uh, Mr. Malachi here might want to see his new stepmom? <laughs> I think that that would make your father even happier to get the family back together, you know. Oh, Malachi's too old to have a stepmom. Aren't you, son? Yeah. Look, you know as well as us, this seems a little bit suspicious, and given everything that happened to my father, would you not think we should exhaust all angles here? I asked him about it. He said that no way. I mean, she loves him. Why would she hurt him? Far more likely something else came up somewhere else. I... There are spells, Delta, that could have an effect that seems like love. Well, he ain't never taken any money there. Well, no more than he carries on him. He ain't ever given her anything, or sold her anything, or bought anything from her. If there's no money changing hands, what else could it be but love? Yeah, no, I believe that it's love. I'm just saying that perhaps this Rosa isn't just your average maiden. I so kinda... she bewitched him with a spell and made him, made him love her, but she loves him back, so... You know. I kind of like motion to Malachi and say, don't worry, Malachi. If this is truly the work of foul play, I have means of detecting it. 
Don't you go breaking well, his heart. I won't go breaking his heart. Understand that my loyalties lie toward Malachi's father as well. I may not be one of his crew, but I am here to help him. Hmm. I'm here to track down those who attempted to harm him. If my father turns back up, you come and get me, okay? Leave a message for me here. I'm sure I'll be here most of the time. We have plenty of business to attend to. I ain't got time for running around. Well, you find someone who does have time and send them to leave a message. Hmm. He grunts, uh, gets up from the table and walks out with his meal half-eaten. <laughs> I, I kind of turn to Malachi and say quietly, do you believe this is the work of somebody attempting to charm him with magic? I don't know about all of that, but let me tell you, I know my father quite well, and aside from a... Well, no, I can't think of a single person that he'd pay this much attention to, not even me. Up and left me when I was a kid. Didn't come back for more than five minutes at a time. Maybe he is just in love, but perhaps if this woman's so great... Maybe uh, she's attracted the eyes of a few more men, men who perhaps can hold a grudge. This is true. What, what we should do first, tomorrow morning I can memorize a new spell. Uh, the spell will allow me to deal with the most extreme issue that could be at play here. I would be able to detect if he's under the form of any magical form of charm, whether it be from a cleric casting it or a monster projecting it. I think it's important to at least rule that out. Yes, I agree. And that's the first thing I can do tomorrow morning. All right. Hmm. Croak, did you uh, get any leads from speaking to Madame Chelsea this morning? Uh, I spoke with one of the girls that has visited uh, Mr. Bolin a few times at his place. Uh, It it seems that they did not overhear anything interesting. However, I I was uh, made aware of this Rosa girl and how that uh, she was very sure of herself, Miss Chelsea, that uh, such a girlfriend's dynamic would not uh, exist uh, for Mr. Jarrett. Uh, it seems to me that uh, she was quite honest and forthright about it, too. Uh, and having heard what I have from yourself about the man, I, I'm quite interested in uh, finding more about this uh, Rosa woman. Uh, see if we can't uh, locate her. And at the very least, uh, maybe get, your, get some eyes on your new, uh, your new mother. <laughs> well, how do we feel? Byron, Rosa, are they connected? Whether they're connected uh, at this point, I can't say. I do feel as if uh, Mr. Bourne is definitely up to some, shall we say, shenanigans um, with the merchants and some price fixing. And it's worth continuing that. to keep an eye on. But I'm beginning to suspect that it may be, it may be connected still. But uh, I think our best lead may be to discover more about this Rosa woman. Yes, I, I think our first priority is toward your father. I do... Yes, I. If this this investigation may not take us down the road that we're looking to go, I believe for now we may wish to direct our attention toward this Rosa character. I agree. We don't want to ruffle any feathers with Boren and get ourselves in any trouble that we don't need to get into. Exactly. It's cooler on the investigation for a day or two. Let things lie. Maybe revisit. Perhaps this man isn't even worth our time. Right now, all of our efforts should be going toward helping your father. Hmm. If what we suspect is perhaps true, then maybe he's still in danger. 
I don't believe this will be the time he doesn't come back. I wouldn't worry too much about it. I will... Look, maybe we should... Delta said that he heads to the south side of town. Maybe we should just head down there and take a look around. Maybe find a, a tavern. Take a drink. I agree in. with you. I think we might have more luck more around the south side of town looking for this uh, woman. Uh, I also think it may be worth checking out other sailors that are not associated with uh, your crew. Uh, if uh, if she's approached one sailor, perhaps she's approached another different time. Mm. At least if we go down there and ask around, maybe somebody will have seen my father, seen him go into a house or an establishment. Van? Hmm. It's possible. I don't wish to intrude today, though. If we go... Let's focus on most of this tomorrow. If we find her tomorrow, we can work from there, but... First, I want to cast that spell and ensure that your father is not under the form of any sort of magic still. We've got no way of knowing when he'll return. We have to take uh, the initiative on this one, I think. Is he gone for multiple days at a time, Neil? Um, yeah, they're just... in town for a few days... I meant, does he like vanish to roses for multiple days? No, or does he he's actually. He said he'd be coming by this morning if he could, if you okay. recall correctly. Hmm. So I um I say, Malachi, let's simply wait until he drops by. We can speak with him. I don't wish to press too hard on this because I want to make sure he comes back tomorrow morning as well. Because then I can cast the spell and ensure there's no foul play. And he said from he there, would come to the tavern this morning. Yeah. He said he would try and make it to the tavern this morning. But... Okay, Croak stands up and starts walking to the south side of town. I'm hoping to find him walking towards the tavern okay. to get well, an idea of where he came from. So the town's kind of big. You know, if you were to take a path to the south side of town, there's no guarantee, even if he was coming from the south side of town to your side at the same time that you would cross. Because, you know, it's a, it's a big area. South is many, many blocks, and there's many avenues that could be taken. Are you um, saying he should roll a d20? <laughs> I'm saying it's it's possible, but unlikely that to run into him coming this way. You'd have to know where, you know, if he's down by the beach, he would be coming up by the boardwalk. If he's over by the, the west southwest corner, he'd be coming up that way. If he's in the middle of the south side of town, you know, there's many avenues of approach. Do you have a particular section of the south side of town you'd like to head to? Yeah, I want to go away from the docks and the beach area because if she's taking them away from there, I don't think she's close by. Um, I don't think she would be in a particularly like rich or wealthy area. So if there's like a place that's noble or or more high end, I would probably stick to like a middle class area. Okay. All right, so you start heading in that direction. Um, Malachi and Van Helsing, what are you guys doing? Yes, we wait around, see if he turns up. Okay. Yeah, I um, think um, this I might do be some studying. Okay. Kill. Yeah, Malachi studies. He I does see. show up, uh, like half an hour later, forty-five minutes later. Great, um, Father. Ah, uh, uh, how are you doing this fine morning, Malachi? And what a morning uh, it is. I go up and like uh, I shake his hand and like grip him around the shoulder and sort of smell his smell his breath. Does he smell like he's been drinking or anything like that? So you have like a perfume scent on him or something. Uh, he does have a, a strange smell to him, probably the smell of whoever it is that he's been associating with. But his breath doesn't smell like alcohol right now. Does it smell like perfume though? Like the scent of a woman? Yes. Father, uh, 
Sit down. Would you like some drink, something to drink? Love something to drink. Absolutely. Uh, you know, some drinks are brought over. The drink and food here is not actually great. Um, it's decent, you know, but it's not mm. the finest restaurant in town. I um I bring up with uh God, what's his name? It's Gerent. Gerent, yeah. I say, Gerent. I uh I know that we cured this issue some while back, but I would like to. I I assume you're you remember the time when you fell ill. I yeah, and I I thank you for your services. I am so sorry that to see you run out of town and now wanted for oh, no, saving no, my no, life. Don't... I I could never thank you enough. Don't don't even worry about that. The reason I bring it up is um, if you could come by tomorrow morning, I would like to run a few more tests to make sure that you are all right. I say tests. I have a few spells that I can memorize tomorrow morning to ensure that you are going to be in lasting health and the issues that affected you before will not return. Huh? The, the disease that befell you was a magical ailment, and I simply want to make sure that the magic has been completely dispelled. You think... Oh, well, yeah. Yes. Uh, it, it, I, I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine, but I would like to be safe about this. I don't know how much longer we're going to be together. I'd rather yeah, get this yeah. done. Uh, it's for the best, Father. It's just to be safe. No, I appreciate that. We'll, we'll be heading off pretty soon, um, depending on trades and whatnot. Next, either tomorrow or the day after, we'll be leaving. Very well. Uh, something that might be worth noting... You know, you have to touch somebody to do cure disease, right? I would know that because I cast it on a scroll. Cure uh, I'm right disease now. is touch, yes. Okay. So I say... Hmm. Tell me... I, I don't mean this in any sort of way that might... Or I don't mean this in any sort of significant way, but... Would you happen to remember... Are you often, like, do you brush against many people? Do you come in contact, physical contact, with many people while you're in Redport? Absolutely. Docks are bustling. You run into people all the time. Some areas you have to squeeze or even push people apart to get through. Would you Place know of mess. anyone who may have uh, laid their hands on you while you were here last time? The, the magic that would have caused your disease would have required them to be in physical contact with you. Yeah, that would be real easy to do. Real easy. Anyone could come up to you in a crowd. Uh, it would have to be more... They'd have to lay their hands on you directly. They couldn't simply like brush up past you. They would have to stop long enough to cast the spell. Mm. Which I think might help narrow it down somewhat. I shook hands with many people. Can you that cast spells while shaking hands with someone? I, I would assume, yes. Assuming you have the spell prepared. Mm. I'm asking you, Nate, because oh, I, uh, I, I would know that, right? Let's see, what are the components of... Cure disease is somatic and verbal, so there would have to be some sort of words and movements made with it. It would be pretty obvious if someone's casting a spell in front of you. Okay. Uh, I say there would, there would have to be some sort of... Including when you cast it by the scroll, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I say somebody would have had to... Uh, made a very clear gesture of it. They would have been moving somewhat strangely, speaking words you didn't understand. Did you shake hands with anybody who was foreign, perhaps? Listing off goods that you didn't recognize the names of? I've had a wizard attempt that trick on me before. I spoke with some dwarves. No, that doesn't sound right. Dwarves are capable of casting clerical magic. Hmm. Yeah, um... But we, we've had a good relationship for decades now. I and can't imagine them. I can't imagine them turning south. We've never had a problem. They're trustworthy folk, and 
loyal folk, as long as you don't try and screw them over. I see. Profit margin is not great with them, but they are a guaranteed source of income. Do you ever go to uh, temples, churches to pray? It's fine he... if you don't. I'm not asking you in a <laughs> way. I simply want to know because a cleric did this to you, and I'm wondering if it was perhaps one of the ones in town. No, no, I, I haven't been inside a temple. Father, can't these dwarves, they were the, they put their prices up, much like uh, our friend Hitchens. Oh, no. no, uh-uh. Hmm. Did you ever find out why uh, Hitchens raised his prices so much? Never did. I, I was going to ask him about it this time after heads had cooled, but sadly he is dead. Yeah, we were looking into that. You think maybe the uh, same person that killed him has anything to do with what happened to you? Could be, could be, but could also not be. I mean, I don't know why anyone would come after me to begin with. I'm... Yes. Look at this, me. Uh, this boring guy, you and him exchanged any uh, bad bad words, any bad blood between the two of you? Ah. Uh... You know, Hitchens raised his prices, and I was trying to go sell at Born too. But he, uh, you know, you you say to one person, "I, you know, your prices are too high. I won't sell at that rate." Or, um, your no, prices, your prices are too low. I won't sell. So you go talk to another person. I don't know if I was just let it slip, or or what, or maybe he's just too good at reading faces. But man, I, I did not make a good deal with that man. Did he? But, uh, did you have any? Um, you did make the deal, I assume. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you give him any cause to be angry with you, or did he simply? Well, I mean, you negotiate, you argue, you yell, you insult each other's mothers, but then no, you make a deal and you go on your way. Nothing out of the ordinary. I can't think so. I he did say he wanted to buy my ship, but I told him it wasn't for sale, and that kind of was the end of that. Interesting. <laughs> Did you leave immediately afterwards? No, no, that was the first first day in town. We we stayed for three days. Then we were supposed to be headed off towards uh, what you call it, uh, Kelderam, but I fell ill and we came back home instead. Uh, we'll be headed off to Kelderam when we do leave this time. <laughs> well, uh, enough about business, father. Why don't you tell me about uh, my future mother-in-law? Oh, well, I don't know if all that's in order. I mean, you know, we ain't planning on having any more kids. I don't know if marriage is the sort of thing that would suit the two of us. Although, I, I tell you the truth, I had a mind to maybe retire and settle down here in Redport. And if she'll let me, I would marry that woman in a heartbeat. She must be some woman, father. You know, I never really believed in love before this. Well, I can't quite believe what I'm seeing. I, hmm. Unless you know, I say with one my, of these days, maybe eyes. you'll meet her, huh? One well, why don't uh, we're both in town together? It's quite rare these days. Maybe uh, you'd allow me to purchase oh. dinner for the three of us. We got a lot of work to do, and I think. Well, I don't think dinner is the sort of thing that'd be appropriate with you around. Surely we can. You can understand why I would want to meet her. Someone stolen your heart this much? I've never seen, never seen you this happy. Well, you're you're an educated man. You've got your eyes open to the world. You've managed all met sorts of 
witchcraft and sorcery. Not no offense, son. Uh, I think you're you're a smart lad. You sure, sure. Uh, just the two of us, though. No offense, boys. Just just my son and I. Oh, I understand. Family event, family you know. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Uh, why don't we? Why don't you meet me at the ski sea skipper uh, hour before sundown? Sure. Uh, one thing I, I, I dress. <laughs> just as is. She is not... Don't even worry about the manner of dress. She is not a fancy lady. Very well. Fun? Uh, never mind. If, if you're going to have dinner with her tonight, so be it. That is fine. Well, Father, what, is it, what have you got planned for the rest of today? Oh, I got business to do. We gotta offload some goods and pick up some new things. As I said, we're heading to Keldoram, and them dwarves have a particular taste for metals. Uh, we got a guy here who's unloading some mithril we're gonna try and buy up and send over to Keldoram. Mithril? Mithril ore. Yeah. My, my. Kind of a big hmm, ship well, to carry mithril, but, you know, it's worth its weight, well, more than in gold. It's worth 20, 30 times its weight in gold. Good stuff. Hmm. Does mithril work for making weapons? Rightly so. Hmm. Better weapons I, than bronze or steel. I see. I don't mean to... Uh, I, I mean, obviously, I would not want to cut into your business, but if you truly are thankful for the, the time that we <laughs> saved your life, it would be... <laughs> perhaps negotiate a deal with whoever you sell the mithril to to craft a weapon for us. Um... I guess that would be a fair thing. You did save my life and all. Did you have something in mind? A scimitar. If I could have a mithril scimitar, that would be fantastic. The crew will yell bloody murder, but I, I suppose I could work it out with them and give up my fair share of the next few runs. Yes, as long as it won't be anything too damaging to your profits. I uh, I, hey, to... what? Who am I to say no to you who saved my life? Um, of course, I, I will see what I can do when we visit Keldran. Uh, <clears throat> nice. I don't know when Where? next we'll have a chance to meet. How am I supposed to find you? Uh, we may be in Redport for some time yet. If not, I believe our next stop would be to go back to Anvil. So if next time Anvil? you arrive in Redport, we are not here. If you have the time to take a detour to Anvil... What a little backwater that is. All right. Will do. Charming enough. As backwater as it may be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds good. All right, I got to go. I got shit to do. He gets up and leaves. Um, right. Croak, you are walking through the streets. I am. What are, where are you going? You know, you're looking for... I'm looking for him coming the other way. You definitely uh, don't spot point. him. Yeah. Obviously, that, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, so, I begin uh, casing the streets as I did the previous afternoon. Um, resuming in a presumably different place. Um, and I'll make my way to, like, some kind of, uh, tavern in the area. Um, whatever kind of inn or tavern where people gather. Um, I'm looking for a gathering of people, basically, um, in this area as I go. Um, you find a tavern. Mm -hmm. It has a, uh, on the sign dangling out front, there is a picture of a, like, a child, with X's over its eyes, and a lot of noise coming out from inside of it. This seems about the right place. Yeah, this uh, is actually quite near the docks as well. Okay. 
Okay, so I went to the docks un unawares. Okay, well, yeah, um, like you wandered so... through the town, and you know, okay, this sure, is the sure. one that you found. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find myself a pretty rowdy inn, um, and uh, I look inside, kind of um, order myself my my awful drink, um, and uh, I begin making small talk with a with a bunch of the just kind of rowdy people that are in there. Maybe there's a game of dice. Maybe I play some of that with them. Um, I'll make sure to lose um, a few like silver coins or something. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I'm essentially uh, looking for someone that I think may. Uh, I basically, I guess, during my small talk, I'm throwing in a little bit of thieves' cant to find myself somebody that uh, might be in an organization or so here, or at least knows the people. I'm, I'm looking for connections, basically. Yeah, you find a guy who you throw in some thieves' cant, and he replies. Um, you, you find a fellow thief. Excellent, excellent. Um, I basically, I ask him, uh, like... Uh, so do you do you know where the the rooster nests around here? I'm looking for the kind of a the boss or the the man. Uh, well, we don't rightly have a boss lying around. Mm. A lot of freelance work gets done. No, no oversight. It's a great day to be alive. Mm, I see. I see. You know. Uh, I. I was hoping uh, maybe maybe you know someone with a little bit of influence. You see, I, I have some intel, and I just I didn't know who to give it to. What do you What do you know? Oh well, are you are you the the right person? You see, I uh, I need to I need to know this is going to the right people. I mean, we've been playing this game for a few minutes now. We're practically blood brothers. <laughs> I'll, I'll, you tell me what you know, and I will do my best to find you. You get the right, you get it to the right person. Oh, excellent! I'll split excellent. that commission with you. Well, you see, there's a there's a gem jeweler came into town. Uh -huh. He's uh, walking around uh, trying to offload some uh, rather expensive peridot gems. Oh, uh, I new see. off the ship. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think I know exactly where to find him tonight. And I was hoping that uh, maybe we could uh, find the right person to give this information to. You see, I, I'm not much of a, a doer myself, but uh, I do peddle in information. Do you have someone to fence it to, these gems? That is my specialty, my friend. I know a guy that can get him. If you can <laughs> give me details about where he'll be and what sort of security he'll have, and if you can fence him, then I think between the three of us, we can do a nice even split. Mm, I see. Well, you see here, like, this is my this is my thing. I'm a little bit new here. Uh, I've worked plenty of places, but this is my first time in Redport, and you see, uh, this is my big score, right? Um, I don't want necessarily to get one score with it. I want to get a few more. Uh, I want to make sure to find the the right people to get in with. You see, hmm. are you it, or do you know the right people? I'm sure we can cut you in. I wouldn't dare take a leave a brother out. No, I know well enough around this town, but a lot of things here work on merit. Talk is cheap. Anyone can bluster. Mm -hmm. If you can deliver, if you can find out who this guy is how many security guards he's got 
when where they'll be, where he's staying, what room he's staying in, uh, and if you can fence the gems, well, I think that's a good showing, and I think that's the sort of trust, uh, sort of thing that earns trust around here. I see, I see. And who who has delivered here before? Oh, who's the man to get it done? It's not really a man to get it done. Who's the uh, <laughs> I like the way you think, buddy. But no, no, we're there aren't very many of us here. Uh, things have been tight. Restrictions have loosened since the, the siege, and things are flowing freely now. I think it's everyone out for themselves. It's kind of a dog-eat-dog world at the moment. But I think that's why we ought to stick together, you know? Everyone do working on their own. A couple of people start working together. gives us an edge. I see. I see. All right, well... Yeah. You get three, four boys together, and I'll let you know that uh, the man with the peridot gems, mm-hmm. he's staying at the Boar's Head uh, Hotel, or the Hobgoblin's Head, and uh, I give him Van's room as the, <laughs> as the room number. Whoa. And uh, how many guards does he have? Well, he he is quite a formidable person himself, but he travels in a, a group of three. Mm-hmm. Um, What's he look like? I describe Van very well. His kind of like wayfish, like feminine appearance, but wears Ooh. armor. And and I say I, I leave out the fact that he's a cleric, but mm-hmm. I, I describe like a good, um, you know, I, I make him sound. I, I make a good description of Van and make him sound like a like a you know good merchant. Mm-hmm. I talk about uh, Malachi and his. Uh, his uh, kind of appearance and say these, these are the two you need to look out for. Do you mention anything about Malachi being a spellcaster? No. Yeah. And the third man? Uh, third man's just a just a fellow kind of sticks to the the shadows, keeps quiet. Uh, I give a description of like one of my brothers, okay. but who's like thin and in shape. Right. He nods slowly and goes, "Okay, uh, he'll be there tonight." You'll be there tonight. Uh, I know that he has a deal in place to sell the gems, the gems uh, to uh, Mr. I don't know, Bolin, perhaps. Um, Boring. And Boring. Yeah, that's the name. But if we can get to him first, uh, his his guard's going to be just the themselves. The inn. They're quite confident they can take care of themselves. But there'll be more at the time of the sale. So we need to act tonight. Mm. Now, bear in mind, I'm not an actor. I'm just the one with the information and the and the fencing. So you guys got to show up and do the deed. You understand? Yeah, yeah. I think we can do this. Um, Hobgoblin's head is a busy place. Difficult to get in and out, but he keeps normal sleeping hours. Uh, yes, he does. He I seem to recall to that room. Uh, it's a corner room, second floor. Yeah. Probably get in through the alley window. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. get some boys together, see what we can do. You said you want to keep using him for business. Uh, we, we if if you need to, we could we could get rid of him. It, the the six gems are it's probably are easier. the real score here. But uh, uh, what we need to do is uh, basically. I want to I want to use this to leverage myself. You know, I want influence in this here town. Not only one score, but many more. I want to make sure that the right people are involved in this. 
you you're trying to make a name for yourself. Exactly. What's your name? Um, I give him a name. I, I call myself like Ribbit. Ribbit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I make up a name. I call myself Dorian. Dorian. Dorian oh, Gray. A, that's a fitting. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a fitting yeah. name. John Dorian. Okay. He nods and says, "All right, well, we'll have your gyms by morning. Um, you meet me back here at Informal Mortality, and we'll see it done." Sounds good. Okay. Um, with Are that, getting murdered in my sleep. No, 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 no. With that, I return to the hobgoblin's head, um, right. and uh, begin uh, rounding up the the three of you. And I say, "I hear there's bounty hunters that know our location." They are coming for us this evening. I've kept my ear and nose to the ground, and it turns out uh, Mr. Jarrett was right. Uh, they've they've heard of uh, of our comings here, and they know what room we're in. But uh, I think we can turn the tables on them. Uh, we're on a corner room. I believe they're going to try to come in through the alley up the up the wall. If we're patient and waiting for them uh, tonight. Perhaps we can uh, end this threat of bounty hunters once and for all. Unfortunately, Croak, <clears throat> I've got plans for this evening. Oh, well, that is unfortunate. Are you sure that uh, you need uh, too much uh, too much time with your plans? What are you up Will to? Will you not be back tonight, Malachi? Depends how it goes, I suppose. I'll probably be back. I, I, mean, I don't suppose they're going to invite you. Invite you into sure. sleep. I don't suppose I'd take up the offer. Well, yes, I, that would be a bit strange. I'll come back as soon as I can. But uh, this is grave news, Croak. Although it's, I suppose it's better that we know now rather than be surprised. Yes, exactly. On the bright side, there is no legal jurisdiction for them to attack us in town. We will have the law on our side in this case. Well, if we kill them there and then, though, they're a little, a little broken into one of our rooms. You know where they're coming. Absolutely. I say we wait until they come in and slaughter them. Make sure that no bounty hunter gets back alive. Well, people <laughs> a uh, uh, bunch. It is those bounty hunters. Look, uh, I've got some stuff to take care of in town uh, the next couple of hours. I'm going to go head out, but uh, I should be back before this evening. Um, I'll speak to you both then. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Neil, I want to go shopping. What would you like to go buy? Hear me out here. I want to buy a guard dog. Ah. <laughs> you need some coin? No, it's not okay. even that expensive. Okay. Actually, so on the... Oh, sorry, go ahead. There's no stats for a guard dog in the rule book, but there is a war dog, and in the player's handbook, guard dogs cost more than war dogs. So I'd say it's a war dog stat line with... You know, it can be trained, I suppose, better right, to be a guard right. dog. So, Redport does not have a kennel master. There's no, like, place that's selling guard dogs. Um, but there what? are other guard dogs around. Perhaps you could buy one off of someone else? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> maybe I'll just, like, walk along the, the docks then and I'll look for somebody who's got, like, a few dogs on their ship, maybe. Mm-hmm. See if they can uh, spare one. Yeah. 
uh, as you walk along the docks, you definitely find uh, both some shops that have some very large dogs kind of standing outside. One of them's lying down inside the doorway in a sunbeam. You see some ships with dogs on them. There's plenty of dogs about. Well, let's start with the shop then. Okay. So I, uh, I go up to the, the guy running the shop and say, uh, good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon. Are you looking to get your ship refilled? We have the best water in town. Not a lick of lead. I was looking to uh, buy something, but mayhaps not what you had in mind. Oh? Too soon, Neil. Look, I'm on a, a short deadline here, so I haven't got time to wait around. I've noticed you've got these two lovely uh, dogs out here. I was looking at investing in some protection for myself. Uh, unfortunately, I can't find anyone in town uh, breeding them. Maybe I could take one off your hands for the right price. My pups are not for sale, but I have a friend whose dog just had a litter of pups. It'll be probably a few years before they're, well, maybe a year before they're really big and tough, but you want a guard dog? You want to train it from a pup? My friend Jacqueline's just just had some pups. As much as I'd love that, I really haven't got time to wait. I need the uh, I need the security now. Your friend Jacqueline, maybe she knows some more people with uh, other dogs? She's got a few of her own. She doesn't... She's not a, a breeder, but she's had a, more than a few bitches give birth to a litter. Well, I'll tell you what. Mind you, uh, give me her location, and I'll see if she can help. Yeah, yeah, of course. He gives you the location of Jacqueline. Thanks a lot, that friend. You mm -hmm. have a good day. You too. Alright. Uh, you Sorry. head over to Jacqueline's. We'll just mm. boop, 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 boop. Uh, another part of town, and she is running a general store. She looks like uh, this is further in, well away from the docks, well away from all the sailors and the rowdiness of that section. Um, it's a nice, quiet, general store-esque area. Um, okay, she... so I just walk in and start looking around at the uh, the items. Yeah, um, there, there's not very many people in here, so she immediately, you know, calls over to you and says, "Hey there, Are, is there anything I can help you with? Anything you're looking to buy?" Hi, hey there, Jacqueline, I presume. That's the name. Don't wear it out. Yeah, this might sound like a strange request. Uh, I was speaking to a friend of yours. He said that uh, you know something about dogs. Ooh, are you looking to buy some puppies? I have a litter of puppies, two months old. As much as I love puppies, I really haven't the time to um, to train one up, let it grow, mature. I was looking for uh, something I could use as a guard dog. Quick, uh, I can't find a, a kennel master in town. Ooh, yeah, we don't have one around here. Um, you might want to try Clydesdale. But if you need something sooner than that, I am more than happy to oblige. Scooby, come here, Scooby. Uh, and this big bloodhound, long, droopy cheeks wanders over. <laughs> All right, I look at it like, uh, how old is he? I check his, like, weight and stuff. Oh, he's going on eight now. Hmm. I look at his teeth. They look pretty good. He's kind of drooly. Well, uh, he seems like a fine dog. He's a little old, though. Um, what say you to 20 gold? Ooh, let me check the player's handbook prices. You might... Dog, dog, dog. She nods. That's a, that's a square deal. Very well. There you go. I give her, give her the twenty gold. Okay. 
she bows down and or squats down, gives Scooby a big scratch and puts a leash around his neck. Uh, he doesn't have a collar, so she just kind of like wraps it around him and hooks it in. Uh, okay. And hands you the leash, and then squats down and goes, Scooby, this is your new master. Scooby, this is, uh, what'd you say your name was? Malachi. Malachi. Scooby, this is Malachi. Malachi. Scooby. Here. She reaches behind the counter and gives you um, some uh, a chicken bone with still a lot of meat dangling off the end of it. Sure, yeah. Not a chicken bone. Um, chicken bones are bad for dogs. Like a, a... Lamb leg. A lamb leg. There we go. I crouch down in front of him then. Mm-hmm. And let's sort of like stroke his head and then hand him the, the lamb leg. Okay. He eagerly goes for it. Uh... And uh, I think that you now have a dog. Nice, Neil. Can I write some uh, write some stuff down here? Sure. War dog. Name Scooby. <laughs> My first dog as a child was called Scooby. Oh no way! Yeah, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Can I roll? Can I roll some HP? Yeah. Give me two D eight plus two for his HP. This guy's gonna be the most formidable party member. Two D eight plus two. Mm-hmm. Eight. Oh, not, not horrible. It's not bad. What's his AC? Um, AC six. Movement Fucking... twelve. Right. Nice. Um, one attack for two D four damage. Well, Scooby, come with me, and uh, I start walking down the docks and head back to the end. Okay. You now have Scooby. Uh, Neil. Right. Mm-hmm. So, is Croak still hanging around the uh, the inn with me? Yeah. Okay, I say, Croak, now that we're in a new city, would you like to see if we can't find somebody selling a longbow? Oh, by, by all means. Yes, I would be more than happy to split the cost with you. And sure. I guess we, you know, we head out to the town and look for somebody who's selling, like, military kind of style weapons. Redport is bustling with weapons and armor and that sort of thing. Um... After asking around a little bit, you can find a, excuse me, uh, a Fletcher who does indeed have a bow, a longbow on hand, ready to sell. I ask if he has uh, sheaf arrows he can sell with it as well. He does. He's got everything you need. All right. So I want to get a longbow and is it per, is it something that would be divisible to 24 or just 20 sheaf arrows? Whatever make the cost come out even. Um, I don't have the books here with me. Right, so sheaf arrows are one silver for two. So ten silver for twenty. Okay, and then the bow is... The bow is 75 gold. So 76 gold. Yeah. That'd come out to... Oh god, 38. Uh, 38 each of you, yeah. Okay, yeah, I just kind of throw in my half and... Okay, yeah, I'll pay, I'll pay 38 gold for your, for your bow. We agreed okay. on that deal. And then I give him my short bow and all the flight arrows. Fantastic. I thought I already had those. I thought uh, I, I, I did yeah, I might not have to you, I think, at the end. Oh, yeah, you, you have it still. Yeah, I still just have them. Um, yeah. Neil, as we wandered through town, I want to keep my eye out for a, um, like, armorer. armorer. Um, specifically seeing if anyone has field plate available. <sighs> There is an armorer in town. No one has 
field plate just sitting around because it needs to be crafted specifically to a person. I thought maybe there would be field plate that like they had purchased or had made, but it like the deal fell through and it was like waiting for adjustments to be sold to someone else. Perhaps. No, no, no. When when you custom order something like field plate, it is you know, you're talking someone spending like two thousand gold pieces. So that sort of business deal doesn't really fall through. Okay. Um, you can have some field plate custom made for you, but it will take a while, like a long while to make. I kind of float an idea out to, to Sean, just, or to Van, just kind of like, man, it sure would be nice to get you in a beautiful glistening set of plate armor, wouldn't it? Hmm. It would. Uh, if you can toss me a couple thousand gold, I'd be more than happy to make the purchase. Yeah, we'll, we'll find, we'll, we must find a way to get you into something like that one of these days. Um, but I, I'll leave it kind of just dangling out there for now. Okay. Okay, just so you fully understand. Field, field... plates, 2,000 gold in the player's handbook. Right. And the time to make it um, would be... Probably a couple weeks. Uh, 16 weeks? Yeah. Yeah. It would take 16 weeks to make. Now, you might be able to find someone who's already got some of the components lying around. Um, you might be able to find someone who will make it a little bit faster, but the price will probably go up. Sure. Um, mm. Anyway, let's let's skip on towards evening, unless there's something the two of you want to do. Uh, no, that was it. I got the bow and I got the arrow. What are, what are the weights on those, actually? That's something I need to know. It's I assume two pounds for the arrows, because they're a pound per ten. Yep. And then the bow is. I want to say like it's three pounds. pounds. I think it's five, isn't it? No. Am I, wrong? I think you're wrong. They're on that. really I think light. It's They're just like shafts of wood. Three pounds for the long bow, two pounds for the short bow. Okay. I'm wrong. Neil, I, I spend the remaining hours until sunset studying yeah. with Scooby in my room. You get your eight hours of study in. Um, Do I learn the spell? Not by the end of today. Is that one more day or is that one it? One more day. Okay. Next day is. Pass or fail. Um, you might have rolled like a nine or a ten, and he just shortened it down to eight for you. So I, you're not totally like just oh god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a I one believe, in eight I chance believe. of being successful here. Um, so you you head That's down. That's not how it works. No, it's okay. not how it works at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, you head down to. Uh, you meet up with your father, and he takes. Oh, he has the Do I bring the dog? Do you bring the dog? Yeah, I think I do. You could leave him with me. I know I, he might be useful in the in in the uh, the attempt on our lives, but I think I'll bring the dog with me. Okay. I need to get it used to being around me. Okay. You bring the dog with you. Your dad meets up with you and takes you down towards the docks, and then just kind of down along the coast um, towards the south wall. Uh, the harbor kind of gives way just to open beach kind of open, empty beach in a rather desolate part of town. The The mainland on that area, not the, the coast, has some kind of buildings, and it's, it looks a little bit more slummy. Uh, and as you approach the south wall, you notice that there is a little shack built on the beach, a, a small one-room little shack on the beach. Father, I thought you'd uh, go for a settle down with a lady with a bit more class, No. Hey, hey now, son, you haven't met her yet. Now, you just, look, you're an educated man. You you know the ways of the world. Things are not always what they seem. 
I just keep an open mind, alright? This woman has is is a wonderful woman and I, I love her very much. Just I'm keep sorry, an open Father. Mind. I, I, spoke out, I spoke out of turn. Don't judge someone before you've had a chance to speak with them and talk to them and really know who they are as a person. Alright? Now let, so. she doesn't know you're here, so let me go in and talk to her first before I just bring you in uninvited. You understand? Sure, yes, I'll uh, I'll wait here. Alright, he steps inside. You're outside with Scooby. Um, How's Scooby acting? Is he, is he chill? He's kind of chill, but he he seems a little confused about who you are and why you're carrying him around. <laughs> That's alright, yeah. <laughs> um, you hear some chatter inside, very faintly. Um, and then your dad starts to walk back out while you hear a woman start to sing a really lovely song. A really just beautiful song echoes from inside the shack. And I need you to make me a saving throw versus spell. But you why don't we do bitch. that when we come back from break? See you guys on the other side. Bye-bye. That seemed so likely. Oh. Why, hello there, everybody, and welcome back to more Hardcore Heroes. Uh, Nick, Malachi, you want to make that saving throw versus spell? What's, yes, your, right. what's your roll number? 12. 12 or higher on a d20. Fucking yeah! Fuck you, Neil. Please. <laughs> <Same> throws. <laughs> Alright, so what happens? I hear this song. You hear this beautiful, gorgeous song, and, and you just... It's amazing, and you, you feel drawn to it. Um... But, you know, no more than that. But just, I recognize it as a, a, an attack on my spell saving throw or not. Do I recognize the magical nature of it? I think so. I think you do. Rules. I think when you pass, when you are forced to make a saving throw, you recognize that something is out of the ordinary here. Yeah, I imagine that'd be like the reward for passing a save beyond yeah. like not being affected. Is, you recognize and, there was And something. then I'm going to yeah. say, um, given the location of this thing... It's a beautiful woman that sort of enthralled my father. You know, where we are, we're on the edge of the sea. Can I make an intelligence roll to try and find out likely candidates for what this might be? It's singing, so, you know, it sounds like a siren or something like that, but... I think you can make the... I don't think you need to make a roll. I think you can just use your own judgment on these things. You're familiar okay. with the monsters of the Witcher. mythical world. <clears throat> um, anyway, your father steps out and goes, Well, Rosa has kindly agreed to see you. Um, so why don't you come on in? Uh, we got some soup cooking. Father. Now just keep uh, an open mind. You're an educated sort of fellow. You, you're, you'll be willing to, to recognize someone for their inner person of who they are. You are... Well, you're not a father, witch, but you, you know. I, the hard I, call. Roleplay a I'm, term. I'm really sorry. That, <clears throat> I think I'm coming down with something. The, the smell of the, the sea. I... Nonsense. You grew up by the sea. Come on in. He, he grabs you, take, puts an arm around your shoulder and starts to like, walk you towards the building. No, I, re I resist. Son, what, what, you, you pushed hard to have this dinner. You can't back out now. I, I understand it's weird meeting cold feet, but she, she's not going to be your mother. It's not going to be the case. I, I just I can't, I can't deal with this right now. I, I thought it would be easier than it is. It's, it's bringing up a lot of feelings. I, I'm, I'm not ready, Father. I'm sorry. Just come say hello. It, look, just, just say hello. You know, like she's, she's excited to meet you. It's dark inside. I shine the, I shine the stuff in. 
<laughs> you like undo the staff <laughs> yeah. and shine it around. He he stands back and covers his eyes. And goes, what the hell is that? Um, oh, with no. the light inside, you can see a uh, a green-skinned woman, a faint like tinted green. It's a yellowish green-skinned woman with long, flowing green hair, wearing uh, you know not a lot, kind of lounging on a, a sofa. That seems to be, have been brought down and placed in the sand because there's no actual floor for her house. Um, and she continues to sing this wonderful... It's, it really is amazing. It's really a beautiful song. Oh, God, what do I do? Roleplay a charm person. <laughs> so dangerous. <laughs> Come on in. I, it, he keeps trying to like drag you in. You gotta meet her. I, All right, I'll... You're, you're the first person I'll, I'll have ever introduced to her. No, Father, I'm really sorry. I can't do this right now. You disappoint me, son. He says as he oh. turns and just walks in without you. All right, fucking, I leave with the dog at a quick, quick <laughs> pace. All right, you get the back hell out the of end. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, you make it back to the inn. She didn't chase me down. All right, nope. so I like come in. Like, I've been, I've been running fast. I'm like out of breath. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I look around the the room and they they're not in here because they're waiting in the in the room. I think it's still too early for that. I think we'd probably be downstairs. Yeah, this is just okay. after sundown. I said, Malachi, you sure got here in a hurry. Did you have a good time? You all out of breath. I was the missus. Sit down at the table. Oh, I think I might have uh, uncovered a clue. Did the... you? Did Scooby Doo lead you to the clue? Yes. Oh, I don't know the dog's name. In a Never way. The, my father's um, companion seems to be some sort of hag, witch, hag. green-skinned monster singing a song. It almost took my mind. Look, really, I think uh, we need to go right there now and deal with this. As somebody who grew up on a seaside town, I say, I've heard stories of such creatures. Lure young men with their their gorgeous voices at sea and then kill them. There's no mistaking it, Van Helsing. This is exactly what we're dealing with. It makes it fits all of the clues. Hmm. Well, um you're, I, I agree with you. We need to deal with this, uh this uh what'd you say, hag situation, uh, rather quickly, but uh do you think the uh, creature may uh, be on its guard tonight, knowing that uh, you were supposed to meet with it and now have resisted whatever influential spell it tried to put on you? It's perhaps, possible. If but it's, perhaps it if would it's... be advisable to approach this, uh, this creature at another time, now that we know where its lair is, when it uh, may not be quite as ready for us. But now that it's made that... If it has been startled, it may simply use this time to kill his father. I believe time is of the essence, Croak. If you will, save my father's life, but one more time. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Let us talk to the authorities here. This is, this is a dangerous situation we're walking into. If it tried to take your mind, we'll all be subject to the same issue as soon as we walk near its, near its voice. Hmm. It's true. There is, is magic not- that can protect us from such a thing as the not. Have none of you guys read the Odyssey? 
I've read the Odyssey, but Croak's illiterate and has never dealt with magic before outside of these two men. So Croak doesn't have anything useful to say about stuffing your ears with beeswax. Okay. Perhaps we should speak to a. Uh, I, I've never read it, but I um. I say perhaps. Oh, sad. A, yeah. Perhaps we should speak to a cleric in town. Perhaps somebody slightly more experienced than me. I believe we should not rush in. I believe rushing in without thinking this through is a good way to get everyone killed. Can I make an intelligence roll? You can do whatever you'd like. What What is the intelligence roll for, though? I'm gonna put together magic, like words. Magic, yeah, think... magic song. Croak is not quite smart enough to put together that it might be good to cover your ears. Mm. Magic's just too magical for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I say, can you discuss protection from evil? That would help, but only so much. If I could silence the entire area, that would be another thing. But such magic is. It's not a property granted to me. I believe our best bet is to speak to a cleric and receive further counseling on this matter. Well, can we can we do so immediately? Yes, let's go now. I, like, immediate, I want to go to like one of the bigger temples in town, something that's likely to have like an influential cleric in charge. Yes, yes. Um, let me give a quick lick at the clerics in town. There are many. Um, which one? You guys have seen a large temple down by the dock district. Okay. I'm just trying to remember which one it was. That might be a good idea, actually, because that's close to where you might have somebody who would know about sirens. Somebody near the sea. Yes. Um... Okay, so there are two major temples on the... There are five temples on the docks. There's two major ones and three smaller ones. Um, so you can pick between any either of the two large ones. You don't know any details about either one yet. Let's go to the one near the docks. Okay. Um, before well, we yeah. leave, uh, the, the I go up to the room and I get my sack out. And I put 50 gold pieces in the sack and four peridot gems in the sack. And I leave it in that room, just in case we don't get back. In in, in Dan's room. Okay. The the room that the sure. thieves are supposedly coming for. All right. So you head down to the docks. You go to the large one of the large temples there, and inside you find. Oh, we should change the music. This is not temple music. Um, there we go. Inside you find a dwarf, um, a cleric of Quantarius, the god of trade and that sort of thing. Uh, but he's a dwarf. Dwarf. Okay. About Fitting. three foot eight, uh, eight hundred or eighty-ish pounds. Yeah, I, I walk confidently up to him and just kind of say greetings, brother, and then I give him the secret cleric handshake. He gives you the secret cleric handshake back. Okay. I study I, the um... secret handshake, like mimicking it in my own hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gives yeah. you a nod and says, uh, "It is unlikely to see. Or it's unusual to see clerics of cheese about." What brings you to our humble establishment? My travels are the result of wanderlust. I I discovered rather early on in my life that I was not a man to stay boxed up in one temple for my all of my days. But I come to you with a matter of grave urgency. Speak. There is a siren, or I believe some such creature that has made, made shelter on your beach. And it has bewitched a, a merchant who regularly visits your town. A siren in town? It's 
very dangerous. Exactly. That's why I come to you for advice. I, I've heard stories of these creatures, but I've never had the displeasure of dealing with one myself. How would you? I, I assume we should get, we should get help with the guard involved, but I don't believe, I, or I don't know how to proceed personally. Ooh, that might be even more dangerous. Siren song can play wiles with a man's mind. Is there no way to deal with this? Well, I, you know, hold on, not... wait a minute. The the sheriff in town is not a man. I don't know that much about sirens. Can their songs woo women as well? I wouldn't want to take the chance. Is there any way to block out the sound? I am uncap. I know of a spell that would allow silence to befall an area, but I am incapable of class casting it. It is not a a power granted to servants of cheese. Would if you, you cannot hear the song, it cannot harm you. Would you know any way to silence it? Put your ears in your fingers and hum. Van kind of has like the light bulb go on in his head. Say, could we stuff them with wax? <laughs> yes, that put them in your stuff your ears with wax and kind of hum a little ditty to drown out anything else that should keep you from hearing anything at all. Would you be willing to come with us to help see this thing done? I believe that would... I wish to speak to the sheriff of the town. I believe that might be a, a job for Mother Tetra. She is, after all, a cleric of Rossi. She is more suited to destroying things than I. Very well. Where can I see her? He gives you directions. She she runs the other major temple down by the docks. Okay. I want to... Hmm. Okay. I say that we should probably split up. I say, Malachi, you should go and speak to the sheriff of town, and I will go and speak to Mother Tetra. Very well. I shall seek out uh, the sheriff. Croak, I believe you should come with me. To, to speak to Mother Tetra? Oh, well, yes. it would be my pleasure. Malachi has his guard dog. I believe we shouldn't split up so that one of us is wholly on our own. <laughs> so me and Scooby head off to the uh, the guard's outpost then, wherever that would be now. Sure. Um, let's do that first. Okay. Okay, so you head over and you find the sheriff's station. Mm-hmm. Um, in it is Sheriff Kel Isabella Brave. Um, and she stands and greets you as you enter late at night. Um, does she greet me with her full name? Yes, she does. She introduces herself entirely and asks uh, who's been murdered. Well, Miss Brave, my name is uh, Malachi. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you live up to your namesake. I have a favor to request. No one's dead then? It could be soon. Ugh. Unless I get your help. Speak. Speak, Malachar. My father is a, a trader in this town. I'm not sure if you know him. Goes by the name of Jarrant. Many traders come and go. I, I do not know them all. Well, so be it. I believe he has fallen foul of a, a terrible creature within the realms of the city. Yes? Some sort of witch or a, a siren. Uh, a horrible fiendish Thing uh, are you sure he mouth. hasn't just been drunkenly enamored with a woman? At first, that's what I thought. I, I went there to visit the woman myself. 
and it attempted to beguile me with its song. I saw it with my own eyes, green skin, wretched face. It must be destroyed, whether or not my father still lives. She looks you up and down. Describe yourself for everyone. All right, I've got like a uh, clean blonde hair held back with like a little headband. Uh, handsome face with a strong jaw. Wearing so a ben, dark blue robe. So Sean in a blue robe. Yep. Without the beard. Without the beard. <laughs> Longer hair now. Too. And a staff and a dog. And a staff and a dog. And a bow tie, right? No, it's it's a cravat is what I... So it's like a, like a scarf thing under a shirt. Scarf thing under a shirt. Okay. Does it like poof out in front? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it like one of those roughly things that looks like three tissue papers put together? Kind of. I mean, if you Google cravat... You'll see what I mean. Okay. okay. She takes a moment to look at you, looks at the pout, the bag holding over the top of your staff, and hazards a guess. Would you be a wizard of sorts, Mr. Malachi? I have been known to cast a spell or two. Hmm. Well, then I will believe you for what you say. Were another man to come up to me and give songs of sirens, I would write them off as a fool, but my experience with wizards is they are always right and rarely stupid. I would not waste your time if this were the ramblings of an old drunk fool. Do you know where this beast lives? I do. I've just come from the mere minutes ago. She thinks long and hard. How does one avoid the witchcraft within? Perhaps we could describe her location. Is there any weaknesses? Can we approach unseen and deal with her before she gets a chance to beguile us? Perhaps in the evening. She's in a small hut out on the beach just outside of town. Past the harbor. Hmm. I have some friends speaking to uh, the cleric down on the docks for uh, tactics on how to engage this creature, perhaps he or she will have given us some insight. Take me to your friends. I would not risk my men's life with this. They, Many of them are green recruits. They know little of the ways of warriors, much less what it would be like to fight a siren. Very well. Come with me. She I... stops to put on her armor. She wears the similar hoplite type armor with a big bronze plate, uh, bronze breastplate and back the nice. set leather skirts and greaves. She picks up her medium shield and her steel longsword, her war hammer and her steel dagger. Um, and we tracks head. off with you. All right, we head down to the, uh, the temple. Okay. Uh, the other two of you guys at the temple, did you do anything else, or are you just chilling and waiting? Uh, no, we go straight to Tetra. So I, like, okay, I assume right. that we were going our separate ways, and then right. they're going right, right. to... I, I thought we were going to meet them there, but we could also meet halfway if it's that fast. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, yeah. So you go to the other temple. Uh, yeah. It is similarly shaped, a normal temple layout. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like they're sweeping up and closing up for the night. A Mother Tetra walks about the room. Uh, I walk instructing other people on what to do. I say, greetings, mother, and I give her the secret cleric handshake as well. And um, I say, for reference, she is a very tall and almost unnaturally slender woman. Um, she's, like, in, she's like mid. Taller than me? Uh, she's like 6'2. 
Yeah, she's taller than me. Yeah. She's like 6'2", 140-ish pounds, like really skinny for her height. Really skinny. Okay. Um, not necessarily like in a good way sort of skinny. Yeah, so like the uh, the elves from Final Fantasy. Yeah, like something like that. Or whatever. I, I, it's been a long time since I played 14. Oh, I have never touched it, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, she's middle-aged, and she's wearing a set of splint mail. Which I guess kind of hides her unnatural thinness mm-hmm. a little bit. I, yeah, I, I say, greetings, mother. I I bring urgent news. She looks Aside. at your amulet and kind of narrows her eyes a little bit at you and goes, "Yes." A siren has made has made its home upon your shore, and it's bewitched a man of the town. Hmm. Most I, interesting. I seek your aid, or I seek the aid of a cleric, another cleric who could potentially cast. A veil of silence around the area. Most interesting indeed. I don't think we've ever been unfortunate enough, she says, after trying to pick over her words for a moment there, uh, to deal with such a beast here. Um, silence spell, huh? If not that, I, I believe we could also attempt to stuff our ears with wax. Was advice given me given to me by the priest of Quantarius over at your other temple? She nods. I could have a silent spell prepared from sunup. Mm. We could do it tonight. That would probably be the safest bet. There is a man in the tent right now. And most unfortunately, I do not have such a spell prepared currently. Would... Would you say the wax option would likely suffice? Perhaps, perhaps. She ponders. We are, moment. we are currently seeking the aid of the the sheriff of the town in this matter. Mm. I, I don't know if we're going to be meeting them or if they will come here to meet us, but I assume everybody will be meeting up before we seek to kill off this siren. Yes, yes. Um, she turns and orders one of her other, you know, lower ranking officers or clergy members to finish up the temple and walks out with you um, musing over this problem. I I follow her because I assume she knows the route that would like if they happen to come to us where we'll meet halfway. Right. Well, she just steps out of the temple away from everyone's speaking. The docks are empty at this time of night. No one's around. You know, maybe there's like a drunken sailor stumbling one place or another. Mm -hmm. Um, but she steps outside into the brisk chilly night air and says do we have any evidence this siren is malevolent not all creatures are if she's living in town she could be peaceful this is true Uh, we know that she has bewitched a man of the town if we know that she attempted to ensnare the mind of another hmm I don't know if she is necessarily dangerous and malevolent, but I do believe that there is cause for concern, further investigation at the least. Death and I don't does believe... come to us all eventually. We may only run for it for a time. If you believe this woman, this creature, is a threat to our existence, then it would be appropriate to see her dead. Verasi would bless it with her cold hands Hmm. Hmm. I suppose what would you do cleric of cheese 
Would you really kill a creature with such a beautiful song? A friend of mine resisted its effects earlier. I will ask him for his counsel on this matter. I do not mean that. Chis, goddess of beauty, would not a siren fall under her domain? Would that be appropriate for your deity? This is a good question. Perhaps killing her would not be the most effective option. I well, only. I don't know. Can I, I? I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt to the lordly uh, people you are, but uh, it seems to me that true beauty is is a thing that is uh, a bit more important than perhaps a beautiful song. Uh, this is a ugly and fail creature that attempts to use beauty in a beguiling and deceitful way to ensnare people in an ugly relationship with a ugly, awful creature of of non-beauty. It, it seems to me that this would be a perversion of beauty more so than beauty itself. Would you not agree, uh, Mr. Van? <clears throat> How very plebeian of you. I do not know. I... Your words ring true. I would not like to... I would wish not to immediately attack the siren. I would like to investigate the matter, the matter further first. Investigation, investigation, investigation. I, I can't believe we're going to just talk with a siren. I, I mean, once it realizes that it's not bewitching you, it's going to either run away or attack or something. like. It, it, this cannot possibly be a sit-down-and-tidy conversation with a, a monster such as that, I am sure. All creatures wish to... All creatures have a desire for self-preservation. I'm sure if we show up in force, it will be open to negotiation. Especially if it cannot ensnare our minds as our ears are clogged with beeswax. How will you negotiate? How will you neg I can remove <laughs> the wax from my ears and negotiate with it. If it begins to sing, before its effects begin to take hold, I'll cue for the rest to attack. Uh, that seems rather... It's risky, uh, but it's a chance I have to take. Her words are true. I cannot I cannot outright attack a creature, even one that even one that may not even, even one, one that, may be that would be such us. a perversion of your own god's nature. It seems to me that you would be called to end this creature's uh, well-being. Beauty lies in all things, not simply in the faces of humanity, Croak. I can't, I, take a chance here. I can't imagine, I'm sorry, Mr. Van, you are an intelligent and wise person, and I know you know better than to unplug your ears in the presence of a siren and, and try to negotiate with it. It, it seems, un like, I just, I can't imagine that goes well for us, and, and I don't want to step into a siren's hut and die. The rest of you will keep your ears covered. I will do this. Well, we're going to be relying on you to be able to resist her charms without uh, any beeswax in your ear in order to cue us. I if just... she begins to sing, begin your attack. I will speak to her. We'll discuss this more once the rest arrive. There's no point in discussing it now. Around now is I'm, when I'm sorry, they Mrs. do Taylor. arrive. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So we bust through the door with Isabella. Yeah, I think we're out front. Uh, yeah, you guys are out front on the docks. Ah, Van, Croak. I have the sheriff. 
Isabella. Okay. Malachi, I need you to do me a favor and talk with your friend Van here. I'm not as smart and as wise as the two of you, but it seems to me that he has the idea that he wants to negotiate with this creature once uh, once we have uh, unplugged his ears with beeswax. This just does not ring true with me, Malachi. Please help me out here. Is this true, Van? You wish to talk with this creature? You wish to end up like my father? Mother Tetra's words ring true. I cannot outright attack a creature in this world unless I know that it's being harmful to others. It may have en- it may have ensnared your father, but has he come to harm in his time with her? Did he not almost die? You were there yourself. You saved him. We don't know what caused that. I believe outright attacking her may be a mistake. She may even be a source of information in that regard. Isabella, surely... We, have we cannot to tolerate a siren to live in and amongst us. Says I will ask her to leave. I will ask her to you leave. You are naive. Would to make break sense. the spell over my father, we must kill it. She nods. Isabella nods. Um, and says again, You clerics of Chis, you perceive beauty as if it is the, the thing that matters in life. This creature is beautiful but deadly. She will bring ruin upon us all. I shallow. I'm wondering if I know a little bit more about the lore behind sirens. Do I know them to be evil creatures? Uh, they have been known to enchant men uh, for <laughs> one purpose or another. It's difficult to discern how it really goes down because the enchanted men are so enamored with these creatures, but mm-hmm. it has been... Like with harpies, there have been stories of men hearing siren songs and leaping off of ships to go swim to them and never being seen from again. Um, There are plenty of anecdotal... There's lots of anecdotal evidence to suggest that they are monstrous creatures that devour their their targets. And then Um, there's some anecdotal evidence to suggest that they're really just peaceful and love hanging out with folks. If you wish to negotiate with this creature, I'm afraid I can't allow you to accompany us. It was all at risk. Can I? Is there any way I can sort of? Is there any way I can petition, like, the the deity I worship to sort of think, how do they feel about a particular matter? Like a, a course of action I could take. Yeah, you could head into one of these temples and light some candles around the shrine of Chis and attempt to commune with her. Hmm. I say to give me a short while. This shouldn't take long. And I go in to pray at the altar. Okay. As he steps away, Isabella waits until he's gone and says to the remaining assembled people, how do we know he's not already enchanted? He speaks like one who's been taken. We've been with him this whole time. We've been here. He has not been alone. He would not have gone to check this out before you. I'm certain that he is not under the siren spell. He is just... Amount of confused morals. She nods. All right, you head back in and you find uh, the altar of Chis inside. I want to pray and sort of see how the goddess feels about the notion of killing off a siren. Like if they're kind of seen as creatures of evil who need to be done away with, or if there's some level of a uh, morality to them, like, or if there's some kind of. Ooh, that is not the right song. How did that start playing? <laughs> I was Sorry. About to say, like, am I going to die in here, Neil? No. <laughs> no, I hit the wrong button. That's all. 
There we go. That's much better. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I want to see, like, if just running in and killing a siren would be an acceptable act, or if they're they're considered creatures of slightly greater moral caliber, something that isn't just, like, a deadly creature that kills sure. off. Give me men. a wisdom check. We'll do... It's pretty hard for me to fail, but I'm going to do it anyways. Yep, I failed. Okay. Uh, you do your best to commune with your your goddess, but sh either you can't talk to her properly or she's busy with something else. But you do not... You are unable to connect with her. You're on your own. Okay. I... Why don't we take our break? It's a little early, but our schedule's been a little wonky today. So why don't we take our break while the party figures out what they're going to do with this siren. Fuck you, Mother Tetra. See you guys on the other side. Bye-bye. Hi. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. Yeah. Mother Tetra goes back inside, leaving the four of you to your new fate. With my petitioning having failed, I walk out. And I I say We can all wear beeswax when approaching the tent. That should prevent the siren song from affecting anyone wearing it. Allow me to remove it and have a short discussion with her before we make any move against her. If we can resolve this peacefully, it will protect the lives of any of your men who you happen to bring in this adventure and no blood will have to be shed tonight. If she attempts to beguile me with a song, she has to hit her notes to be able to to be able to take my mind. I should have time to signal to you that she is bewitching me, and you should have time to attack her. None of you will be in any danger from her song. I will be the only one putting myself at risk. I feel like this is a dangerous plan, but if not just for you, but for all of us. I see no additional danger being brought upon you. You cannot foresee every eventuality. I cannot. But I have to do my part to try and resolve everything peacefully, if at all possible. I believe that creatures are intent on self I say this like directly to the sheriff. I believe all creatures have an intent on self-preservation. I don't believe this siren will stay in town if, you if we make its situation clear. So it can go and kill some other poor folk in another town. Who has she killed? She's who am I to know? Your, she's bewitched your father for how long? Months? And in all this time, he has come to no physical harm. At least not through her actions. We don't know that. I mean, how unfortunate can one man be? It's safe to assume that this creature is the result of his ailments. How would you... That's impossible. It's cleric magic. Sirens are not priests. I know the spell that affected your father, and it was not her doing. Unless she's dabbled in the divine... Cleric, you may feel comfortable leaving our town in the hands of this creature, or another town in the hands of this creature, but I have a duty to defend the people from all manner of incursions. You are not here to see the horrors we faced the start of last, at the end of last year. I, I will drive this creature out, even if you will not. I would like to remove this creature from your town. I simply ask that you give me a chance to make it go peacefully. The one advantage we have over this beast is surprise. I will not let you waste our only tactical advantage 
I I, I agree with him. I look around, seeing that there's like there's five other people here who are all totally okay with killing this thing. I seeing no other option, I say I cannot participate in the killing of this siren. However, I will stay back on the beach. If anyone is wounded in the process, I will heal them afterwards. I cannot help you with this. Okay. So be it. Okay. Uh, Isabella asks Malachi to lead the way. I'm sorry, Wait, Isabel, let's not let's Isabella. Let's melt some candles. Right. Uh, you've, yeah. Does anyone have any candle wax? There's candles in the church. Yeah, yeah. there's plenty of candles church. in the church. All right. You I guys get some wax, break. melt it, make little balls, stick it in your ears. Hopefully it doesn't get stuck there. Last chance, fam. See a reason. Try petitioning your mind and not just the gods. I will heal any who are wounded, but I will not aid in the killing of this siren. Fair enough. All right. Okay, Let's before the wax is fully in, um, Isabel outlines her plan. She wants Malachi to lead the way, mm -hmm. and then once the this place has been spotted, she wants the whole lot of you to sneak up and... Uh, Get as close as you can, as quietly as you can, and then burst in through the front door and just, you know, get Walk to it. it. Yeah, I, I say to her, I'll make one last petition for this, and I'd like to point out that both Malachi and I have magic that could aid in this situation. She'll have no, she'll have no ability to attack us. I can hold can't her be in certain place. of that. I have a spell that will hold her in place. You can't I'll be certain. Say, but. Malachi can attempt to hypnotize her, and if that doesn't work, I can always charm her while she is held in place. You think you can charm a siren? I don't see why not. They're sentient creatures as any. Man, the plan is set. We either kill the beast, or that's the only plan. So, <laughs> you either come with us or you can wait in the beach. I still believe this can be finished peacefully, Malachi. I see no reason to endanger your lives, the lives of any of your men, or yourself, for a situation that does not have to come to violence. <clears throat> you are beyond reason, my friend. You consider this a lack of reason? Yes. Look, who stand before you? Not one here agrees with you. This creature is the one chance you may have to find who attempted to murder your father and you would walk in there and kill it without any questions I think once my father has come to re see his own mind once again he may be able to provide us with more evidence and do you think that will be the case as soon as it dies do you think the charm immediately wears off I believe so we don't know anything here you're acting rashly without reason and you accuse me of being the ignorant one Enough. It is nothing but fool foolishness to head in there and attempt to reason with such a creature. Enough. But the time for talk is over. We must rid the town of this monster, says the sheriff. Uh, and she begins to walk in that direction. So everyone is going, but Van is not going to be participating in the I battle. I will stay a ways, like a decent, pretty far back. Are you stuffing your ears? Yeah, I'm just in case. I don't want to okay. get charmed. All right, you guys head down the beach towards where you think that she lives, where, to the hut that Malachi has seen before. 
And when you're about 100 yards, uh, not 100, it's late at night. Um, what? What is the moon like? It is, it is a new moon. There is no, the only light in the sky comes from the stars. And it is winter, so there are not a lot of stars in the sky. So it's all but pitch black. You can kind of, you know, you can see where the water is. You can hear the water. You can see the side. You can feel the sand under your feet. So you can make your way, but you don't really get to spot the the hut until you're very close to it, like twenty is that yards. A light coming from it. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, there's probably some candlelight coming out from it, so you can spot it from further. Good call. Yeah. All right. There it is. Uh, well, you guys all are earplugged. You can't really mm. speak to one another. He points um, dramatically. Yeah. Um, I guess if that's the case, the plan is to sneak up as quietly as possible, right? So I'll let them go to like one. I kind of like do the like, you two, that side, me, like over there, right? So like they'll come to the door kind of together and then I'll be on the other side of it. Um, and then I will begin moving silently. What's your move silently chance? Move silently is 55. Okay. All right, so you sneak around to go to the opposite side of the door, going a slightly longer route, and you make it to that side of the door as Malachi and uh, Isabel are approaching. And the dog. And the dog. Vans a ways back. He just kind of falls to his knees <coughs> on the floor and starts to pray. Okay. Um, none of you guys can hear anything. You have no idea if there's movement inside or not. Uh, no. It's all silence for you. But once... Everyone's on their positions. Uh, the sheriff, Kel Isabel Brave, gives a and bursts in through the door. All right, nice. Do we get a free round? Uh, yes, you do. You have caught them by surprise. Um, well, everyone, don't kill my father. Everyone bursts in. You find your father and the siren in the midst of passions. Jesus. As the knight makes her first attack. Ooh, that is not great. She rolls a seven total. I'm not going to tell you what her thaco is, but she rolls a seven to hit and misses. Um, Malachi right, I... and, and Croak. I cast light. Uh, where? On the siren's eyes. Ah, give me a... Oh, she gets a saving throw, I guess. Is what saving throw versus spell. And I think if she has magic resistance, you have to factor that in as well. Right. Does Malachi have to make a saving throw versus shame with his dad's penis being out? <laughs> <laughs> Good stuck. That's all I'm saying. She fails her saving throw versus spell as light beams from her eyes illuminating the room. Three and three, baby. Come on. It's the best spell in the game. Croak? Um, well, I can't shoot a bow at it since she's up there hacking away, so I guess... I guess I just start stabbing at it with a broadsword. Come at it from behind. I, I can't... Okay, I will do... I will do whatever it takes to get at it from behind, but I can't really back attack it. Can yeah, I? Yeah, she's pretty aware... Well, I yeah. guess she's kind of blind she's now. She's blind, though. Last week, when something was blinded, we... Oh, that's true. Okay. Attack. 
So what I will do is attempt to move silently, because I'm sure that Isabel and her plate armor and her chest plate and making noise is mm -hmm. up there. I will attempt to move silently behind it and try to backstab it. Okay. Um... Okay, so you sneak in behind her and try and backstab. Give me a backstab attack roll. Okay. Come on, Crook. Come on. 17. That is a hit. Fucking yes. Nice. And that didn't even include your plus two. Oh, no, yeah, Thacko 18. Yeah, Thacko 18. Thacko 18. Right, right. Yeah, 17, Thacko 18. Um, so that means I get 64 plus three. Holy shit. <laughs> three times damage dice, right? Yeah. Yep, three times damage dice. Your face. 16 points of damage. Not bad. It's dead. It's GG. No. <laughs> not yet. I haven't rolled the HP yet. Hold on. Let's find it out. It could be dead. It Lots of be. ones. Can you guys guess how many dice that was? I think seven. You did 16 damage, huh? 16. Okay. The siren is not dead. Um, Does it look fucked up, though? Well, he just stabbed her in the back with a broadsword. So, yeah, she's pretty fucked up. But let's roll initiative. Um, shall I do that since I'm right up there next to her? Yeah. Um, I'm going to have the Wait, knights the, go yeah. on her own initiative. What about my father? Or is he incapacitated? He is... I, we'll deal with your father. Malachi, did you do team. anything? Oh, you casted light. Okay. Oh. All right. So let's roll low. Five. All right. You go at the same time as the knight who takes a swipe with her long sword once again. Um, Vanquished. And hits the the creature for five damage. No strength bonus. Uh if there is a strength bonus, if there is a strength and specialization bonus, it's already included in that. So oh, okay. <clears throat> I want to do my best to step silently away from the position I was previously in. Um, mm -hmm. So if she turns around to try to kill whatever stabbed her in the back, I'm not there. Mm -hmm. um, and then try to do the same thing if you'll let me. Well, it's a pretty narrow hut. By the when you guys got in, they were kind of in the center of the area in their positions. Um, it was quite easy to stab her in the back because she's sitting upright. Uh -huh. You could just slip around and stab her, but there's not much room in this very small shack okay. on the beach to maneuver. So so I will do my best to sidestep away from the area I was currently occupying right. when I stabbed her in the back. Yeah, you could get to swing normally. You could get to the opposite side of her. So like if the knights come in through the front door, you are at her back, you can move to her other side because they were sideways. Uh -huh. um, so you'd be at the all the way into the hut on the other side of her. Okay, that's well, what I'll do. Malachi's father's on the beach. On his back. That's what yeah. I'll do. Alrighty. Um, so no backstab from this position, since it's not Correct. back. But go ahead and Correct. make your roll to hit. Um, any bonuses I can think of? No. Alright. Plus four. Eight plus uh, two for Thacko 18 is not going to hit her. It's blinded as well. Oh, it is blinded. So eight plus two is a... What's the, Where's the plus two from? My Thacko, right? Thacko okay. 18. 8 Thacko 18. 8 Thacko 18. 12 Thacko 18. It's 8. The plus, plus uh, 4 for I'm not backstabbing Malachi. No, the plus 4 uh, for her being blinded. Uh, um, she gets a penalty to her AC. No, right, yeah. Four. 
Yeah. I don't get a bonus. So eight Thacko eighteen. She didn't have ten AC for you to hit her. Yes. Um, so no, you miss. Even with the blindness going on. No, I take that back. No, you hit. Woo! You, you do hit. All right. Yeah. Uh, give me a damage roll. Uh, why am I out of the window? Okay, here we go. 2d4 plus 3, right? What's the plus 3 from? Yeah, what is the plus 3 from? You want to know what it's from, actually? It's because last time I rolled the sneak attack, you said it was 44 plus 2, but it's actually not. It's just 64. Go ahead and give her 3 HP back. Are you? Is it wait? But isn't a broadsword two? Is it a broadsword two d four plus one damage? Broadsword is two d four damage or one d six plus one. Okay. It's yeah, that's why I included the plus three because okay. last time you said it was forty four plus two and I didn't think about it. But you're right. Upon retrospect, it should okay. not. It should not cool. have a. Plus I have three. returned three HP to her. Yeah. Good call. Well Sorry. done. Not gonna mod a nail. All right. Give me that two d four for damage. There's three. All right. There it goes right away again. Malachi, what are you doing? Uh, a slinging. You're gonna use a sling? Oh, it's melee combat. Yeah, it's melee combat. No, I just sort of, I just watch. Okay. Wait, uh, no. Can I grab my father and drag him out? You can attempt. He. It looks like he's yelling and shouting, but you can't hear any of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Can uh, you can uh, give me a strength check to try. Range of the creature. Give me an opposed strength check to try and drag him out. Oh, strength is ten. Three. No, you cannot drag him out. He resists. From the beach where Van is sitting, all he sees is these figures step in. The the flap that op- leads into the th- uh, tent kind of blows in with the combat, and you can't hear anything, but. Now, now it looks like a very peaceful beach without any sounds. Light still coming out from inside. All right, the siren vanishes before your eyes. No, completely okay. vanishes. Okay. Um, Roll initiative, Malachi. No, oh, sorry, that's wrong. Four. Four. Okay. And she goes first. Shit. No oh, fuck. Right, well, at least she's blind still. Okay. Um, the the knight is pretty much blocking the door at this point. You could uh-huh. get past her. Like Malachi squeezed in, but he had to like slip beside her. Um, uh, anyway, the, the siren has disappeared. Malachi's father gets up and tries to tackle Malachi to the ground. <laughs> All right. Uh, he hits you. Give me a post strength check, Malachi. Ten pass on Ooh. the money. Let's see what your father's strength is. No, your father fails his strength check. Um, he l- runs into you and kind of grapples onto your shoulders, but manages to you manage to keep your feet. Okay. What do you do? I just continue to wrestle with him, like oh, and then I kind of push him back. Yeah, I mean, you can try and tackle him, you can try and choke him out, you can try and... I mean, what, what would you like to do with him? Bear hug him. Ah, get in right nice and close? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Alright, you you move to a, a, a nice grapple with him where he doesn't have a lot of leverage on you from any position. Is there anything you try and say? 
just whisper calming words to him. Father, see sense this this woman is no woman, it's a fiend. You've been ensnared by its spell. You cannot hear any of his replies. Croak, yeah. what do you do? Um, I quickly swing my back pack off. Um, get my bag of flour out, rip open the top, and begin swinging flour into the room. The flour, the flour. The flour covers the siren as it stands before you. Uh, you rec- you see that it is well. You can't make out too many details. You just get like a silhouette of flour right. as it stands in the back corner of the room, away from any- everything else. Can I stab uh, it too? <laughs> no, you made your flour attack this round. I know. Uh, the it's knight steps up. Oh, I forgot. She, last round, she should have had two attacks, so I'll just give her two attacks this round. Nice. Um, awesome. As she goes and makes two swipes at the siren. One hit, two hit. Red hit, blue hit. Rip. Uh, she cuts deeply into the siren, who topples over, returns to visibility as her blood spills all over the sand. Woo! Does my father stop struggling? Absolutely not. Well, it ought to be done. I pull the beeswax out of my ears. Uh, he is enraged, cursing you, saying that he wished he never had you, that he should have left you with that whore of a mother of yours. You've destroyed the only thing in his life that he cares about. The hell you're ever going to get a mithril scimitar. Fuck you, I'm disowning you as, as of this very moment. And he tries to push past you and run outside. Father, look. Look at this woman that you've coveted. There is no uh, I, woman. I was going to get a mithril scimitar, you motherfucker. She's more woman. She's more of a woman than I've ever known. How could you? You can't see past the superficial details. Green hair, green skin. What do they mean? What is it? Love is more important than any of these things. You shallow, ignorant fool. Don't say anything. Seeing them running out, I pull the beeswax out of my ear and start to walk up. Okay. Can I begin looting her? Yeah. We loot the hut. Yeah, you can go ahead and loot the hut. I kind of, like, run into Malachi's father as he's running out, I guess, and I say, we should bury the body. He spits on your face, or tries to. I don't know if he hits. Pull that. <laughs> oh, yeah, he totally hits as he spits in your face and pushes past you. <laughs> the only one he wanted to save her. <laughs> you were going to get a mithril scimitar. That, that was going to happen yeah. eventually. Yeah. It was going to take a couple nice of lot. weeks, but it was going nice to happen, lot. man. <laughs> But think of all the experience you're getting. Zero. <laughs> you wouldn't have got it if my father died. He wouldn't have died. We can only assume that he would have died. But... Yeah, what... I think that's the part where I say bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you begin to loot the place. The the knight, the, the sheriff, takes the beeswax out of her ears looks turns the body over and kind of recoils in disgust despite the fact that the siren is you know an attractive person uh and turns to malachi and says thank you good sir for bringing this to attention thank you for your aid i will inform lord redwing of your discovery and your immediate action Uh, i'm sure he will be pleased with the results marvelous Croak, who doesn't give a shit about the dead siren or the, you know, disowned son or the angry father or the the state of this, the the world, 
is sorting through the the, the cabin looking for things. Um, so get ready to write down some numbers here, Croak, as you loot everything. I watch him loot, by the way. Sure. There's no secret loots going on here. Okay. Uh, you pick up five gold plus... Hold on, there's some more gold coming your way. Plus six gold, so 11 gold. What was that? L... Ooh, no. Plus another two gold. Plus... Sorry, there's just a lot of things to roll for here. Plus two gems that are... What type of gem? Uh, two jasper gems. They are blue gemstones. Okay. Um, and after digging around a little bit, because you're pretty good at this sort of thing, you also come across two ceramic vials that look like they're filled with some sort of liquid. Okay. Ooh. And a magical stuff. You have a magic staff. A useful magical staff. An elven chain is the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's it. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of grab Malachi um, real quick before he walks out of the van. And uh, I say, uh, why don't we split this here gold between the two of us? It seems to me that uh, a Mr. Van would not approve of the blood money anyway. Um, and uh, we go ahead and I'll give him seven gold and I'll take six. Um, and then I say, I have these two ceramic vials filled with things. I believe this magic potentially lies more in your realm. And I found these here two gems. Well, why don't I take the gems, the more mundane matter, and you take these potions? Sounds fair to me. Excellent. So I hand over the ceramic vials and, have, and you get seven gold, and I'll take six. And I'll take the, the vials don't happen to have like labels on them, do they? No, no. Okay. How much do they weigh? Uh, yes, Finn? How much oh. do they weigh? Sorry, first. Oh, oh yeah. Have um, a pound each. Okay, thanks. Uh, what were you going to say, Van? Uh, I walk into the hut, and I uh, Van says, "You wouldn't listen to me earlier. Listen to me now and help me bury the body." I don't think so," says the knight. "I must take oh, this I don't, to Lord Redwing." I, I talked to the party, not to. Uh... Well, she's in the room. What does she say? I no. I must take this body to Lord Redwing. He should know of it. Why do you need the body? As proof of what has been done. Is your word not proof enough? You are an outsider in this town. I am the sheriff. That's why I ask. Why would your word not be proof enough? I do not need to answer to the likes of you. She grabs the creature by its hair and begins to drag it outside. You stepped a line, Bob. Back down. And just kind of looks at Malachi and says, Yes, indeed. I stepped over a line. Starts to walk out of the tent and goes back to the inn. Okay. <clears throat> Um, 
we should all, uh, Mr. Van, uh, we should uh, go up to our room and see he, if- he doesn't, uh, he doesn't stop. He just keeps walking. All right. I'm assuming you're going to the room, so we're going to go up to your room. Uh, I was going to stay in the, like, the common room when I got there. Well, eventually you guys will all meet back up at the same inn, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Malachi, you're not going to chase after Pops? <laughs> Can I see him in the distance? No, it's really dark out. So, no. Okay. I figure Mr. it'll work, it'll work and I'll speak to him in the morning. Mr. Uh, Mr. Malachi, uh, we need to check out Van's room. And uh, if the... If the bounty hunters have been here not already, we would probably know. I left them a little present that would be too much for them to not take with them. Uh, but if they haven't been here, we should lay trap for them. Be done with this business all in one night. Very well. Okay. Eventually, you guys get back to the tavern. Oh, the, the dog. Fuck. The dog's with you. It'll be no, in the, the room. The should have room. killed the siren. Oh, yeah. Forgot. Oh, Never well. mind. I'll remember next time. All right. Um, anyway, eventually you all make it back to the Hobgoblin's Head. Discord still chafing the party. Um, I think Van beats the two of you there by a little bit. Yeah, is Malachi's father there? No. Okay. Um, the, the inn is actually quite a bit more quiet than that would imply. Uh, the inn's pretty quiet. There's just the gnome who is kind of asleep on his little desk. Um, you know, on his little stool, head resting on his desk. You guys know where your rooms are, so you don't need to bother him if yeah. you don't want to. Van, are you I, I waiting for them downstairs? quickly up the stairs to, to look in our room. Okay. Uh, Van, are you waiting downstairs or upstairs? Uh, I was going to wait in the common room. Because okay. I wanted to like go over to the vase that I gave the guy and just kind of take some of the wine out and start drinking it. Sure. Uh, so, Malachi and Croak, you see Van Heelsing over by the vase when you walk in. Come, come, Van, Van, we need to check your room. The bounty hunters, you don't want to be at low on your senses if they show up. Come on. Let us get it done with. He just kind of puts the cup down and gets up. Okay. You guys head into the room. It looks empty. Is my sack still there? Yep. Okay. So I, I light a candle um, to create like a sense of shadow and dark. And I kind of show Van and Nick our van and uh, Malachi, like where to like hide so that the shadows kind of overtake them. And I find a spot myself and I tell them, we know that they said that they were coming up from the alley, um, which I would know based on where the room mm -hmm. is. Right. And uh, they're probably going to be scaling the, the room itself. So if you wait here in this area, um, you should be well and truly hidden um, when they come in. And when they do, let's take care of them quickly and swiftly. And Fair then enough. I find myself in nice hiding shadows as well. Shall I, where should I leave the dog? In uh, here? Should I bring the dog with us? Um, if, if you wish, as long as uh, he, he, you know, he can curl up and, and, and be with us. I'll try and keep him quiet. All right. Um, All right. You guys wait. And wait, and wait. It's a little uncomfortable crouching in this. Uh, the tension from today's earlier battle kind of still running through the party. Scooby's asleep. Um, when the window starts to creak open a little bit, um, 
and a hand reaches in and snuffs out the candle. And there's a pause. And then you hear someone kind of slowly making their way through, stepping through um, the... Neil, mm-hmm. just as a... Is there something we can do? Like, I'm a pretty good thief, mm-hmm. and I'm setting up this trap, right, with the candle to purposefully shed shadows. Mm-hmm. Can we, like, make a roll or something to see if I put that candle out of reach of easily snuffing out? Hmm. Okay, sure. Yeah. Sure, it was uh, on the other side of the room, away from the window. Cool. Um, all right, so the, the figure, I guess you can see from where you're crouched to actually uh, on the side, the same side of the room that the window's on. You see this figure step through um, and start to look about the room. You are hiding in shadows, right? What's your hiding shadows chance? Uh, 55, I believe. Yep, 55. Okay, and you've position the other two in hiding places in the room. Right. I, There's not a lot of that, like, room to hide here. Uh, so someone's going to have to be under the bed and someone's going to have to like be under the table. That's pretty much okay. it. There's not a lot of I'll space. Under the table. You're under the table, Malachi, you're under the bed? Sure. Okay. Uh, so the other the person gets up, starts looking around the room, signals to another person to come up, and then spots Croak. Like there's a, a pause as the guy... Takes a look at Croak. Oh, I leap out and try to stab him. All right. Boom. Uh, roll for initiative. Who's rolling? I am, and we are going last. <laughs> yes, you are. You go for your sword. He goes for his dagger. He pulls it out and leaps on you with it. Uh, what is your armor class, sir? Six. Ooh, he just barely stabs you. You take one point of damage as the dagger sinks into your collar. Okay. Um, The other figure pulls itself through the window and then yells a a loud whisper down to the outside saying, hurry! Uh, Draws a dagger and comes over to the other side of you. So you've got two figures like boxing you in in this corner and stabs you again. Thank God we're not doing criticals. Wow. Um, You take four damage as the dagger cuts deeply into you. Okay. Van and Malachi, you have I not stick. been spotted. I six Scooby on him. Okay. Scooby. Scooby, Scooby, Scooby. Get Scooby gets up and starts looking around. He's a little bit confused, not sure what's going on. You just bought him today. <laughs> I guess yesterday. <laughs> he just starts barking. He's barking hard. All right. Can I uh, crawl up from the bed and make an attack? Yeah. Um, do you know, maybe I stay under the bed. Under the bed's a pretty nice place. <laughs> Van, what do you do? <laughs> uh, hmm. <laughs> Surprise! Van hides under the, under the counter. <laughs> Slowly, Mount <laughs> Croak gets stabbed to death. So it's still just the one guy in the room right now? <laughs> two. So two. two. There's two. Okay, and we know that there's four coming. That's what That's what I've told you. Okay. So I think Van's going to stand at the table for now. And, um... Whoa! Croak? <laughs> Hold on, because let, let me see if there's a different spell that I have for this. All right, well, while he's thinking, Croak, yeah, what no. are you doing? Um, I'm going to stab at the guy that stabbed me. All right, do it. Uh, 8, Thaco 18. 
That is a hit. Excellent. If you, if you die here, Krog, this is all your own fault. Krog, Krog, how much damage have you taken so far? I'm at 7 HP. 7, okay. Um... That's seven points of damage on that guy. Holy shit. You cut... Well, he's not dead, but you cut through him like a hot knife through butter. Um, you basically, like, run run him through his leg. Uh, yes. He gives a loud scream and, like, stumbles backwards. Uh, Van Helsing, did you have anything else okay, you can do? Actually, yeah, no, I'll... If he's only at 7 HP, yeah, I'll, I'll go and get out. So I've seen him be stabbed a couple of times, so I'm actually yeah. a little bit worried at that point. And I get out from under the table, and I um, I walk over to the guy who he just stabbed, and I swing my scimitar at him. Ooh, give me a roll to hit. Yep. Can you get some flanking for that? Yeah. Plus one uh, for flanking. So it'd be D20 plus one? Okay. 14. Hit! You slice through him. Four damage. Oh, he stumbles back to the window, and now he's got like a hole, a uh, hole through his leg, and a slash across his chest. He's bleeding profusely; blood drips all over the ground. He stumbles to the window. We roll for initiative for the next round. I rolled last time. Uh, I'll do it now. I'm in combat. Malachi's still hiding, so here we go. Two. All right, you guys go first. Uh, I turn my attention to the to the fresh one. and swing away. <clears throat> uh, 14. Hit. Excellent. For eight points oh. of damage. You run him all the way through the chest. He drops off the end of your blade into a bloody pile on the ground. Excellent. Van yeah. Helsing, Malachi? For my turn, guy. No get out from the bed, leave uh-huh. the room, and try and go into the, one of the rooms next door. Yes. Um, as you open the door and step out into the hallway, you see all sorts of heads poking out in the hallway with la- candles coming out, going, what- what's going on? What's happening? We're being attacked. Somebody's trying to break into the inn. Oh my right. god. Yeah. People... Can I use your window? And I run into the next room. Yeah, someone lets you in and you know they start bombarding with questions. Who's coming in? What's going on? They start rifling through their pack and pull out a dagger. Out there, look. And can I see one out the window? Uh, out the window, you see that two figures. One of them is almost all the way up on this rope. The other is at the bottom of the. So I, I sling him. All right, sling which guy? The one on the rope or the one on the ground? The one on the rope. Okay. Since he's definitely guilty. Roll the hit. Yes. Hit. Five damage. You whap him in the head. He loses his grip on his rope, tumbles the remaining feet, and splats on the ground with a gross crunch. And hits the other guy. No. Okay. Well, (laughs) the other guy's at the base of the rope, actually. That's that's totally possible. No, yeah, the other guy fails his saving throw for step, lands on the other guy. He takes five falling damage. Uh, The two... That would knock him to the ground, too, right? Yeah, the, the two bodies lie motionless on the ground. It was most definitely a sickening crunch when they collided, actually. It was not right. pleasant. Uh, I say to the guy in the room, yeah, you put the dagger away, I dealt with it. <laughs> <laughs> then he'll sing, it's you and a guy who's barely alive, leaning against the window. Uh, I say to Croak, take him alive for questioning. There's another one at the bottom. Uh, there, the... Actually, I wouldn't know he's at the bottom. I say, there's another one outside, and I start to move over to the to the window. Uh, so yeah, this guy's like leaning back against the window. Um, oh, he's against the window. 
Yeah, so like the window comes up to about his hips. So his torso is kind of sort of leaning out the window. I, I, uh, see I him, quickly like, say to you, throw him back to me and deal with the ones out the window. Yeah, I want to like grab him and just kind of move Because I said to like not kill him. Mm-hmm. So I assume this guy's realized he's in a bad situation. So I move yeah. him back. And I right. want to go up to the that window. That will so give can... him an attack of opportunity against you. If he attacks me. Because I did say like spare this guy's life. Don't kill him for right. questioning. But if you're going and to try and physically grab him, he yeah, will yeah. have so the opportunity he... to get an opportunity attack against yeah. you. So I, I just want takes. to grab him and move him back. Like, right. push him away from the window. He slashes with his knife as you try and grab him, but it misses. Right. Uh, you can make me a melee attack to see if you can grab hold of him against AC-10. Okay. Um, I can't change action seeing that he stabbed at me. Uh, you could if you wanted. Yeah. All right. I'm going to grab him by the face and slam his head into the back of the wall. Nice. Slam the back of his head into the wall. Give me a melee attack. Uh, just D20? Mm-hmm. Seven. That's not gonna do it. What's your th- your attack is not seventeen. Twenty still. No. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you make a grab for his head, but to no avail. Um, on his turn, he tries to just slip and tumble out of the window. Um, he so he just leans back and falls, and I think falling damage. But I think if you have tumbling, will allow you to. I think he has to succeed on tumbling. Right. I just want to double check it before I rule it. I hope he just, like, there's a guy on the ground who has another guy landed on top of him. I hope he just, like, falls and face plants on top of that (laughs) other guy. And just totally smushes the guy on the bottom. Okay, so no. So he leans out the window, reaches down, and tries to tumble out and grab the rope, which is positioned just below the window, uh, using a hook. Um, but he... Oh, God, I think he fails his dex check. I think he misses the rope and dies. He does. He leans out the window, tries to grab the rope, misses it on his way down, and lands on the other two bodies in the big crunch. He so was at 1 HP do, as well. Does he do more damage? They're, they're all dead. They're all, it's a pile of three dead bodies outside your window. I walk over pick up that bag that I had placed in the room and make sure it's back in my backpack while Van's okay. throwing guys out the window. Um... I come back into the room. I look at Scooby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why the fuck <laughs> did I buy Can we say for roleplay reasons that he tried to like slide down the rope and Dan just cut it with the scimitar? <laughs> uh, something along those lines. Um, so, a few other people come out from their rooms and like, poke their heads in. What's going on? Oh my god, there's blood, there's bodies! Someone call the sheriff! It's um, fine, we've got everything under control. No, no, the sheriff should know. There's been murder. The sheriff, the sheriff should know. Yeah. There's no murder, only self-defense. Okay. Man kind of like cleans off the scimitar and puts it back in his the, sheet. The gnome comes up. It's a big scene. Everyone's talking and, you know, uh, there's not really a lot of room to move about. Eventually, the sheriff arrives um, and is surprised to see the three of you again. Looks over you guys and goes, what... What is this? Some nights I'm having. These men, they, they tried to enter our rooms and and uh, at late at night. I can only imagine for some reason they must have been thieves of some kind or they had it in for us. She Perhaps looks... they were beguiled by the siren as well, but when they entered the room, they stabbed me and I like show my like wounds and stuff. She nods like, her head and turns to Van, looks Van directly in the eyes and goes, I told you she was dangerous. Clearly she has other allies that are not pleased with your presence in town. Clearly you all know something I don't, 
and Van just kind of like leans back on the bed. Okay. It takes another half hour or so of, you know, bodies being cleaned up, questions to be answered, yada yada, but eventually the night calms down and you're all able to get your rest. Um, we're just about done here, but I think if we do one more day in game, we can tell whether or not Malachi has learned sleep. And I think that would I be think nice. It was, it was this day, wasn't it? Uh, no, it would be the end of tomorrow. Okay. Today is the seventh so, day. Uh, well, okay. So for the next day, I want to find one of Malachi's crew. Yeah, that we were talking to before. Oh yes, you want to find the yeah, Delta. Delta. Mm-hmm. I uh, I go up to him. I say, Jaren's son is a fool. It's probably best we go to find your captain. Oh, yes. He's not here. Well, it must be with Rosa. Rosa's dead. Sweet Jesus. What happened to Rosa? She was a siren. The sheriff of the town had her killed. Well, that explains a lot. Good riddance to that beast. Uh, Can't find Ali's anywhere. Any idea where he might be? Probably at his ship, I He ran off on the beach last night. Perhaps he's at his ship. We should go there. Yeah, alright. I believe he could use... I don't know how much he wants to see me. He believes... I didn't agree with killing the siren. I wanted to give it a chance to leave peacefully, but I think it's important that he has somebody on his crew there to keep him comfort. I believe you should see him. And I, I would like to go with you. I would like to exchange a few words. He nods and heads with you down to the, the sea skipper. Um, the rest of you guys, what are your plans for the day? I was going to follow up on uh, the sheriff speaking to the, the lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from that, finish studying. Sure. And probably uh, head to the ship to see my father as well, I suppose. Croak, um, it's worth noting that the guy at the bottom of the rope who never even made it up is the person who you were speaking to yesterday and is Perfect. dead. Good, good. Um, I guess what I'm going to do is spend some of my day um, going to different shops. Um, I have some shopping I want to do. Um I want to pick up some silken rope mm-hmm. um, and I want to replace my bag of flour mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I want to replace my two flasks of oil. Sure. You can do all those for normal uh, player's okay. prices. Do you need to do you have them? Um, and I'm also going to begin talking with uh, armorers about uh, the prices of field plate. 2000 GP. Right. And I talk about the, uh, the time it's going to take. And I'm basically, I'm hoping to find somebody with some components already made or they got pieces of it from somebody or I'm okay. hoping to speed up the time a little bit. And I'm just shopping around trying to find the right guy. All right. So armor's hard to make. Uh, I'll give you a 25% chance that one of the guys already has some of the components and can shorten the time a little bit. Okay. But it is not. I rolled it. It's, it's not the case. Um, but either of the two guys can make you some plate mail. One of them is working on some stuff right now, so he'll be a few weeks before you can start construction. The other guy has recently finished things and has been kind of taking a little bit of a break in between jobs, but we'll take this job for you since it's such a big one. Uh-huh. Um, 2000 GP a, takes 16 weeks. And he'll okay. he will need the person who will it will be fitted for around for a portion of that time. Okay. 
I uh, I tell him uh, we will we'll do that for we'll go ahead and uh, begin working on that. Um, um, and he I wants a thousand GP deposit. Okay, so I pull out one of my peridot gems, and I say, "Well, you know, we don't like to have coins around on hand. Um, this gem here, I have brought with me all the way from Shirebrook, came out of Dwarven Mines, and I have been assured by their gem cutters that this is worth no less than seven hundred and fifty gold pieces. So I would gladly leave this with you, and uh, I promise you, the rest of the uh, amount will be due upon completion." He wants to take it to a gem cutter with you to get its price verified. Um, okay. Is that the actual price for the Peridot? Because I don't remember off the top of my no. head. No, no, it's, it's I, that's more than the Peridot's worth. Okay, it's worth 500? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you get to a gem cutter. He goes with you, gem cutter. Takes I, I give the same spiel to the gem cutter, right. like trying to get the price as high as possible. Right. right. I'm trying to make it sound like it's really valuable. Uh, he looks over it and goes, well, I think you've been scammed there, buddy. These are quite valuable, quite valuable indeed, but no, no 750. I, I would, I would say a reasonable man would buy or sell one of these for about 500 gold. You've been swindled. It happens to the best of us. It's all right. I nod my head in shame, and I go ahead and say, well, I will give you these two in deposit then, and then another two upon completion. The armorer nods and agrees. Okay. Um, I don't know why I put that book down. I need to figure out when it is that the person needs to be there for measuring and whatnot, because that will take time. I imagine he has to get all the materials together first. Wouldn't that yeah. take some of that time? And I, I tell him... Uh, uh, there's an extra like couple hundred gold in it if he will like make it very fancy and beautiful looking and worthy of you know like cheese right like I want it to be striking and, and noticeable. He nods and says he can make uh, he can have engravings done and symbols added uh, for a few extra hundred gold. Yeah, um, and that he will need Van Helsing around for a week at any point, just to do proper measurements and to try things. Um, I tell I, I I'll let Van Helsing know and I'll. Uh, get him there for a week of that. Okay. Also, um, Van Helsing, you are comfortable with the weight of this armor? How much is it? It's like five pounds more than what I'm wearing, I think. Field plate weighs 60 pounds. How much does what I'm wearing weigh? What are you wearing? Uh, oh, got a scale mail. Scale mail weighs 40 pounds. Uh, I can take the weight, but I have to... Okay. I, I can drop some of the stuff I'm carrying and take the How weight. much extra AC is it now? Um, it's a bonus of eight tier AC instead of a bonus of four. So it's, I'd be fine with being slightly uncumbered for it. Okay. Fucking yeah, that's awesome. Basically, he's going to be AC one with a shield. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. I'll be slightly encumbered carrying it, but that's fine. Yeah, that's not bad. What's your strength, Ben? Uh, sixteen. Nice. 16. Yeah, you're you'll be in good shape. So Van Helsing, you head down to the docks with yes. with Delta. Um, and sure enough, you find. Malachi's father drunk off his ass on his ship singing a song and when he sees you he stops throws his bottle to the ground it doesn't break but it clatters and pours yeah. all over the deck I kind of hold my hands up and say peace friend I had no part in what happened last night I wanted nothing to do with it and I wanted it to end peacefully I did everything I could but the sheriff refused to listen to my words but you told the sheriff. You told I... her and she's gone. And Rose is gone. The only woman I've ever loved is Malachi dead. I told the sheriff. 
and I'm sorry. That bastard. You never trust, never trust a bastard. Van Helsing, if you ever knock up a woman, you leave the woman and the child alone. You don't bring it home. They say it's a noble <laughs> endeavor, but it just brings you suffering. Look at it's it. My own move. son ruined things for me. I can't believe I, I understand. Can't I believe I trusted him. I kind of walk over. Like, there's a big keg of ale or something, right? Um, yeah, there, there, <clears throat> there's a lot of ale and liquor. Yeah, it's I mostly kinda, hard alcohol right now. I fill, up, I fill up whatever he was drinking from, and I fill up an extra cup, and I say, let's drink to her. He drinks with you. Um, give me a charisma check there, Van Helsing. See if this goes well or poorly. What's I mean, your charisma score? I've already failed one today. I pass. Nice. I have a charisma of uh, 17. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been a paladin, dude. You should have been a paladin. All right. He drinks with you and commiserates with you and buddies yeah. up with you for a little bit. Yeah, and I, I just kind of like... I'm not trying to like talk to him about like oh how much I feel for him. I'm just trying to like be there like if he wants to bitch about something. I'm just like yeah I hear you man. Mm -hmm. Like I don't try to give him advice or anything. I'm just trying to like be that sort of. You're just there to listen. Yeah, just there to listen. Yeah. All right. It goes all right. Um, Malachi, is there anything you're doing today in particular? Get my reward from the the lot. Oh right. Um. I choose the magical stuff. <laughs> You're just going to walk around with two stabs at all times. <laughs> Joiled. Okay. The... The sheriff uh, leads you to Lighthouse Keep. You guys take a little bit of a rowboat out the thousand feet or so to where the, the lighthouse is on its own small island. There's a dock that juts out from it on which there is a surprisingly old guard like this guard must be in her 80s I believe his 80s wow. her 80s where is it um, yeah her 80s she's got to be somewhere in her 80s and she's got a long um, pole arm that she can use to you know just knock people off boats that are coming to the gate uh, to the, the lighthouse but she notices the sheriff and questions you as to who you are and what this green haired thing in the boat with you guys is it gets explained, and you are allowed entrance into Lighthouse Keep. You are brought up to the... What is this? One, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. You go all the way up to the ninth floor. It's a bit of a trek. Um, yeah. Especially because the two of you are carrying a body, and you're going like up this spiral staircase. It's it's kind of a mess. Okay. Um, you make it up to the that floor... Uh, which looks to be, um, well, there's a few doors here, but you're brought into what looks to be some sort of war room or some sort of council room. There's a large table in the middle that has a map of the town on it uh, with many chairs seated about. The, night, the, the sheriff deposits the body on the ground, and a few minutes later, Lord Jacob Redwing comes in. He's uh, a tall man. He's like 6'3", 190 pounds-ish. Uh, in his early 30s, with a very stern, hard look on his face. He's not wearing any armor. Uh, the sheriff explains to him what's happened, who you are, what your association with this is, and lets him know that no one died, but that this beast is dead, and it had you know, beguiled at least one man, and that 
since the creature was killed, assassins have already come to seek revenge on Malachi, mm. who brought this up. Uh, <clears throat> which Redwing. I promptly dealt with. Mm -hmm. Lord Redwing doesn't look very pleased. He just looks angry all the time. Uh, but when the sheriff has said everything, he nods slowly and says, Young Malachi, I appreciate your stalwart guardianship of our city. Of course, my lord. You have done well. Are you here for a short spell? Or are you looking to put down roots? Hmm. Uh, not so short a spell, but I don't plan to make a permanent home here. Hmm. I'm an adventurer of sorts. A wizard. I see. I see. Where are you staying? The Hobgoblin's Head. Well, I would be remiss if I did not give you some small token of our appreciation. He reaches into a, a pouch and pulls out three gemstones and presses them into your hand. All right. I'll take him. Okay. Um, he says a, a few more nice words about you guys and then has the two, uh, then departs and the two of you leave your separate ways. Very well. Um, what gemstones are they now? Sure, you can get them. I deed as well as the gemstones that you guys picked up from the um, siren. The ones you picked up from the siren were Jasper Jaspers. gemstones, yeah. and they are worth fifty GP each. Um, Malachi, the ones that you picked up were Zircon. Zircon. And they are also worth fifty GP each. Okay, three of them, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the rest of the day you spend in study? Yes. Okay. And at the end of that day, the whole party is back together at the Hobgoblin Head Inn. Malachi has learned the magics of sleep. Yes! I do want to do... Or, like, I, I did want to do something else with Malachi's oh, yes. father. Yes, yes. Uh, so, like, we drink probably for, like, a couple hours. I mean, I'm, he's pretty... Like, he he's will, pretty fucked up. At he'll be point. drunk he's all bad. day if he doesn't pass out yeah. in his own sick. I say, um... I, I don't. I don't mean to bring up any awkward topics, but mm. you are aware that the woman you loved was a siren. Yes, she was not a human. I know, and I'm not judging that. I simply wanted to say that sirens are magical creatures. Of course, they are. If you permit me some time, I could help dispel the magic that is making you hurt so much. Make me not love her anymore. Make it go you away. You will feel however you wish to feel. If you wish to love her, then you may love her. No, this pain is too much to bear. Send it away. I cannot yet. I will never love Perhaps again. I can speak to the priest of Quantarius. He may be able to oh, love you. Give me options and then take them away before me. If you continue, if we continue to stay in contact, I will probably be in Redport for some time. Perhaps by the next time you return, I'll be strong enough to cast this magic. Ugh. But I will personally go speak to the priest of Quantarius today and ask if he can do it for you. Or if he can take care of that for me. It's magic I do not possess, but perhaps he does. He nods his head as he sits in a corner of the room. You guys are in the captain's quarters now. Um, just kind of sad. Yeah. And I, um, I say... And while I do not mean to be disingenuous, while I saved your life, I also mean to protect my own. I feel somewhat disgusting asking this of you, but 
that mithril scimitar was something I was hoping for. It's something that could help me protect my life in the future. And it's something that I would hope you'd be willing to honor in repayment. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I just... <sighs> I'm thinking about giving it up. Giving my ship to the first maiden heading elsewhere. I suggest you rewrite your will. That shit you call the sun clearly doesn't deserve the inheritance. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> wow. Um, now you know my pain, Malachi. <laughs> okay. The... I, uh, I say I will go speak to the priest of Quantarius for you and see if he cannot help you. He has that, and we don't know his level yet. Van, any chance you can heal me when you get back to the <laughs> inn? <laughs> yeah, probably. I think I have it memorized. Solid. Um, the priest of Quantaria says he does not have the spell prepared today, but he could do it tomorrow okay. for a price. How much? The magics of... The gods are not to be wasted on just anything. A sizable donation will do. I'm just looking up the price right now. Dispel magic is... Yes, you can... Dispel magic... Um, from him would be 600 gold to cast it. Okay, I say, friend, Jesus. you know I'm a traveling cleric. I don't have that kind of coin on me, but I could offer another form of patronage. I plan to be in town a while. I have nowhere to go at the moment. And before I became a cleric, I was once a stonemason. Perhaps the church could have some charity go out, help to rebuild some of the crumbling buildings that are in this town. Every city has walls that could do with some reconstruction. I could offer you, and I, I kind of look at how much gold I have, I could offer you 75 gold. Why as don't well you do... You... Stone... God, how much does a stonemason make a year? <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be anywhere near enough. A yeah. stonemason's weekly wage... Uh, monthly wage is 4 GP. Okay, so probably not. <laughs> so 600 divided by 12 divided by 4... So it would take you 12 and a half years to pay off the debt. <laughs> <laughs> I say, wait, is it really 200 gold per spell level? for a uh, 100 gold per level of the caster to cast a spell oh, magic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. I say, I, I'm afraid I don't have that kind of coin on me, friend. I, uh, it's unfortunate. And I will the have to seek another resolution. Church only has a few ways of bringing in money, and this is one of them. Sorry, son. It's okay. And I, uh... Maybe you'll I find a wealthy friend. Perhaps I will come into my own power soon. I am I can feel only a short distance between me and such power. Good luck. And I uh yeah, I go back to Malachi's father and I say that unfortunately I can't do it. It would cost nearly six hundred gold, but I will or I simply don't have that money on me, but I will if he comes back to Redport anytime soon, it's possible that I will be strong enough to cast it then. Okay. Does he have six hundred gold now? Your dad? Yeah. Maybe. 
yeah, I tell him if he can pay it, then I'd be more than happy to relay that to him. But otherwise, I can try to do it myself in the future. Uh, if you 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 could go and talk to him to see if he's got that sort of wealth on hand, but he would be well, alone. I, who knows? Yeah, I, I relay like I went to him to relay okay. like I I can't afford it, but if you come back, like either you could pay him, or if you come back later, uh, I can try to do it yeah. myself when I'm stronger. Uh, he is not in a good financial situation right now. The last trip to Redport ended too soon. They had to lose a lot of goods in order to get him home before he, you know, died. Yeah. Um, so he, maybe after the sell, you know, he, he could get the 600 GP once he sells his mithril, but then he couldn't get a sword made for you. I understand. Simply come back sometime in the future. I should be strong enough to do it for you then. All right. Uh, so I, yeah, I guess you just spend the rest, everyone spends the rest of the day resting. Mm-hmm. Um, Malachi gets his yeah. spell. And After why that, don't I think we... we drink a little more and then I heal up Crow pretty yeah. fast. Um, and XP? Then let's do XP. It's been a good session, Neil. I can feel it. 7 HP, Croak. Yep, that'll do it. Thank you. Nope. That was interesting. That damn flower. She had an improved invisibility spell, which means she could make all of her attacks from invisibility without losing it. What? Yep. <laughs> Flower! Yes. That is awesome. Always carry a bag of flour. I mean, on the bright side, Malachi did lose that inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Oh. Okay. I'll fight it in the courts. <laughs> <laughs> so. Three. So, Malachi and Croak. Only you get 666 experience for the siren. Okay. Um, and let's do every all the other experience as a group together. So. Okay. You know, does that imply that the siren was only worth 2,000? That does imply that. Yes. All right. I think. Hold on. Wait a minute. I might have been looking at the wrong bit. Let me double check that number. It's two thousand plus a thousand for every hit dice above four. Right, that's much better. Thank you. So, are you reading the monstrous manual to get the stats of all the monsters you fight? Nick? Only after we've killed them. Uh huh. <laughs> of course. All right. It's how he's making up for that seventeen end. He needs help <laughs> to get there. Let's let's change that from instead of six 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 to one six six six. She was indeed a go. solo seven hit die siren. Do you get level 3 off that? 5,000 experience. I will, yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, that's just the siren itself. Um, what else? We have... You finally made it to Redport after quite a journey. So let's give some experience yeah. for that. You've dug in and around some of these things. You've dug up some clues with regards to um, oh, some murders boring. and stuff. Uh, that quest is not done, but you've made significant progress along it. Um, the three of you dispatched the assassins. Well, not assassins, the thieves. Oh, the, they're totally assassins. The yeah. three, th- four thieves that tried to break into your house. Um, <laughs> so they were third level, second level, second level, and first level. So three... Uh, let's say that's... 500... Mm-hmm. No, that's not right. Okay. Um, and I think that's it for 
group experience for combat related endeavors and stuff. So everyone did gets. We, wait, did we not solve the mystery of my father's illness? No. I there was think. No did it now. I think he just had siren aids. Right? <laughs> Cure disease that you cast. He did not right. have siren aids. Chlamydia, siren chlamydia. Um, wait, holy shit. Uh, we can do this next session if it's a little bit too late for this, Neil, but. Hmm. Like, halfway back to the, ta the inn, I think Van Helsing goes like, wait, I'm a cleric, and he walks back to the priest of Quantarius and asks if he could pay in spellcasting for a few days to help pay off the cost of that spell. No, they've got their own spellcasters. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but clever idea. Uh, so divided by three. So each of you get 783 for the um, all the other stuff that was nice, done. Nice. And if you, those of you that have your 10% bonus, I hope you're applying it on your own. Oh shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, so let's how much do... for the... Sorry, how much on quest experience? 783. For quest and um, monsters and all that stuff. Um, so let's go down the line. Common individual awards. Player has a clever idea. Anything super clever happened today? The flower. The flower. Flower. The flower I was going to put that under idea that saves the party, though. Yeah, true. Um, oh, so... Is the window with the sling? No, no. These these are clever ideas. Are maybe no. double kill? No. Does um, the yes? I, I don't know if this is really what you're thinking when it comes into clever idea, but I did manage to have my party take out my biggest like um, competition of thieves in in town. That's true. So why don't you oh, get a hundred experience for that? I was wondering why. Like, why is he doing this? Like, what does he get to gain from this? I think he's trying to set himself up as the only yeah. thief in town. Mm -hmm. um, or so you... at least, like, as the only one that's experienced or good. Yeah. Let's give you 100 experience for that. 100 experience for your flower idea, which you've been carrying around for ages. Just waiting for this <laughs> moment. <laughs> um, Van Helsing. This is my chance. across the hut. Van Helsing, I'm going to give you actually a little bit more than the book suggests for your role-playing your character. Give, take 400 for okay. not getting yourself involved in the siren. Yeah, um, I think and sticking that, to your gods. Yeah, that was well yeah. played. Very good. Um da, 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 da. Yeah, da, 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 da. no warriors, priests, no spells overcome enemies, wizards. Um, well, wait, what? did I cast something? I'm trying to remember if I cast anything. You cast a healing spell. I think you only yeah, cast healing spells today. Okay. Uh, Malachi, you get 50 experience for your light spell. Get yep. 100 experience for learning sleep. Ah. Um, croak, give me or take 200 experience for your backstab and 200 experience for your moves. No, the moves certainly didn't matter. Um, just the 200 experience for the backstab. Uh, and you got how much in gold today, Croak? Um, I got 6 GP plus 2 gems, so 106 GP. So take... 212 experience. Neil, is it, is it not only XP for stuff that you steal, not for stuff that you loot? Sorry, Croak. Sorry. You Kroak. know, that's a good point. Good point. No no gold experience for that. That's that's a good point, okay. Malachi. It should be... You already got the 3,000 from last session, though, so... Yeah. I guess I was closer to stealing. Well, I mean, at least in last session, I, like, did yeah, the you... lock and did yeah, some yeah. thiefly stuff, right? You hid it from us. Okay. All right. I think that is 
No, I feel like there was something else. Hold on. Can we think of any reason to give me another 200 experience here? <clears throat> I was going to give you another 100 experience for trying to get your mithril, your mithril scimitar. Because oh. okay. that was well done. That was, that was clever, trying to sneak a, a mithril scimitar out of the man. Yeah. I mean, I think Van is kind of like, okay, I think it's like an honor sort of debt. Like, I did save his life. Mm -hmm. But as me, yeah, I just want that fucking mithril scimitar. Yeah. Well, I was meaning like the first time when he was like, oh, yeah, we're taking mithril oh. these dwarves. And you're like, oh, hey, speaking of, I saved your life. Uh, <laughs> eye for an eye. Um, can't think of another 100 experience. Are you really only 100 experience from leveling now? With the bonus, I have how much? One point times one point one. I got fourteen eleven, which added onto what I have. Let's spend that. I oh no, I actually need a hundred and seventy-two experience to level. Oh, I think you're just gonna get it next week. Okay. If you Neil, I level up. All right, Malachi, give us a D four for your HP. Go. Yes. Go. Love it. See, I feel like this is karma coming back to bite you right on the ass. For what? Killing an evil what? monster. Yeah. They're not necessarily evil. Uh, you weren't there. That one was definitely evil. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Malachi, you get a couple of second level spells just as you level. Um, that comes no with the territory. For reals? For oh, realsies. Yeah. As you level, you get... Well, whenever you level, you get a couple of new spells. Um, where is it? Magic. Learning spells. I didn't get any level 1 spells when I leveled to level 2. No, no. When your character attains a new level, he may not. Da, da, da. Um... Alright, so I think these are things that you've kind of been working on in the back of your mind. Okay. Um, so, you can go ahead and roll for. Four, up to four second level spells. So you get you get to roll for four second level spells. You don't necessarily get four second level spells. Any spells or? Um, I think any second level spells that are in the player's handbook for wizards. All right, I, I'm gonna need time to think about that. Yeah, yeah, we can do the rolling next week. Okay. So this is kind of like you've been thinking and learning about the ways of magic, and after seeing the siren in action and all this stuff, it kind of some things just crystallize in your mind that you've been practicing on the side. Yeah. I was, or I was reading the Reddit thread last week. Is it true that the max number of spells per level is actually an optional rule? Is it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Look, I can get, I can get a lot anyway. I can get fourteen. So. Yeah, but you can now get infinite. <laughs> yeah. You could literally memorize the entire spellbook. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Maximum number of spells per level is an optional rule, and we're not doing optional rules, so. Enjoy. Yep, I will do. <laughs> I mean, you'll spend like six years memorizing everything, so that's fine. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Okay. So there's some good spells in that spell book, but I'll pick some different ones. Um. Great. I think that's it for this week. Uh, we'll see you guys all hopefully next week for some more hardcore heroes. Yeah. And uh, yep. Good game, oh, guys. I've got something I want to say. Oh. Ooh. I'm going to um. The Insomnia Gaming Festival in Birmingham on next Saturday. If anyone's going to be there, Ooh. I'll put my um, I'll put my Twitter in the discussion thread if you want to like tweet me while it's going on. Nice. Does that Ooh. mean you will be unable to play next week? No, because I'm going to get the lot. I'm going to get the train back to um, 
Liverpool in time. Cool. Yep. Sweet. Then we'll see you guys all next week for more Hardcore Heroes. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye.